just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 28 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season two, episode six. We might as well be strangers. My half brother, my half brother, <laughs> keeping up with the Joneses. Danny Glover. I'm fooling myself. How you doing, Boozy? I'm fooling myself. Thought I smelled something. Oh, that's skank, and I think it's coming from you. She always backs down. Karen, grow a pet. Tell Lucas he's a little shit and stick with it. Now you're talking about you, Pooh. I need a doctor. I don't know. He'd be off somewhere battling, wearing a dress. When do you plan to start living? You know, like the person you've become, then do something about it because no one's going to do it for you. So, my friends, welcome to the High Flyers Club. Baby, <laughs> baby. This is for my mom. Ravens are free. Yeah. One, two, three. So welcome to the Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 2, Episode 6, We Might As Well Be Strangers Dom, we are here, how are you my friend? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's uh, how's life treating you? Yeah, it's going well. It's all right. It's, it's really nice to to be back here in Podland, though. I, I feel like I've missed ages. I know we we podcasted last week, but we did like a late one last week because we had to be up for um, Emily from the states. Uh, who joined us? One of our patrons. So hi, Emily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it just feels like we haven't sort of said much to each other or communicated throughout this medium much for the rest of the week. I mean, we text a lot and we talk and we send each other voice notes and things like that, which are are normally quite amusing. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it just feels like I haven't actually got to see and speak to you like virtually for ages, even though it's only been a week. That's true. I think it's been like a busy week because the world is starting to... uh come out of lockdown here in the uk and so like work i guess is is getting busier and you're leaving your current job like you said on the last episode and you know getting ready for your new role and uh and then for me work is starting to you know come back to life again uh post covid hopefully with all of the vaccine so um yeah i hope that everybody that's listening hope that life for you is becoming more regular or whatever the the new regular is going to be and that uh you know you're safe and well and uh you know hopefully you know by the end of this year it's all a distant memory 
But Dom, also it's felt weird because I've had I've done two Ravens podcasts this week without you. The first two, and it felt incredibly odd. I could tell that it, it felt it kind of felt strange because I just kept talking about you the whole time. <laughs> Were the guests like, who the hell is Dom? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, well, I was explaining that because they're both going to come back, both of the people we spoke to, um, to when they're able to talk to you. But I was saying that how it's about we're protecting you from spoilers. But it is also really important. Like I think in an ideal setting, we would have all guests on twice. Like we'd have them on to talk about it beforehand and then afterwards, you know. But uh, but the two people we spoke to, I spoke to Brittany from FWB. So FWB is uh, Friends with Benefit, which is a non-profit organization out in Wilmington. And they put on uh, these events, these uh, sort of convention-like events with the one tree hill cast it's um we can talk about it now dom officially we can talk about it because it's in this episode so I'm named after this episode <laughs> the, the, the net right well the name of the the bar of um karen's new new bar is what uh tick trick trick <laughs> not tick trick tick the box that it's called trick trick yeah um so trick uh, spoiler maybe kind of not really uh but the trick is a set that is gonna that is there for a while it's not okay. going anywhere um it doesn't I, I, mean i thought it would that's kind of implied anyway that it's that's what they're building up towards anyway yeah and i mean it's that's not to say therefore you know it's karen's running it all the time or it's smooth sailing or anything like that you know there's uh, you know so it's like saying like the river court you know or the high school it's like a, a set piece now um but the set the place for trick in real life uh is rented by fwb the the non-profit organization and so they throw the conventions and the events in the actual place in that actual bar and it's all set up and made to be exactly how it was in the show so it's like a be like going to a friend's convention but sitting down in central perk you know or a star trek convention and being in something star trek related the enterprise right (laughs) yeah sure (laughs) <laughs> i'll say 10 forward that that will make sense to to people that know what star trek is of course of course <laughs> um it was really it was a really great conversation and uh britney who i spoke to she her favorite season is season eight so she's gonna come Ooh. back on in season eight to like cover an episode uh, but i was explaining how we're working to this crescendo of wanting to go to wilmington at the end of our run and to go to one of their events and so dom not only are we going to go to one of their events but we get they they've said that we can go as press oh exciting and so we can actually podcast our final ever episode from trick 
That would be mental. <laughs> it's so cool and insane. <laughs> and then obviously, like, you know, cast members and people will be there. So we can try and work our charm to see what we could do, you know, to try and steal people on for a second. Can I ask one thing then, if that ever happens? Mm-hmm. Or, or Sorry, okay, no, not if. When that happens. Yes. That you That you don't make me call you Colonel in front of all the cast. <laughs> I definitely will. In okay. Fact, <laughs> I actually want you. You know those T-shirts that like, like I'm with stupid, and they have like an arrow next to it. I'm gonna get yeah. one that says I'm with the Colonel, and I want and for you. I'll wear it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I, when I when we start Beyond Farpoint, which is um, the Star Trek podcast that Dom and I are starting soon, where Dom is going to guide me expertly through the world of star trek the next generation then uh you can i you can make me call you whatever you want it's basically that's how it works one whoever's leading the podcast gets dominatrix you know responsibilities over the other yeah sure i, I mean my name's dom so i i, I dominate you it's fine <laughs> so it's been implied this whole time through your name yeah, so. absolutely you know 1987 that decision was made to call me Dom to, <laughs> to, so that I, we, for this very conversation. Your mum and dad fought ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Simon. <laughs> he will be dominated. <laughs> Dominic. We call him Dominic. Okay, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that is, it's, um, it's odd because you're not going to be able to listen to that episode of the podcast until the end of the show. Um, just, just for a little bit of context for the, for the people listening is that we, that's, it's a very conscious decision and it's a difficult decision to make, you know, I think particularly for you, because you want me to come on this journey so much with you. And, uh, we kind of had to have a conversation about it the other day and say, look, the only thing I can contribute on these podcasts is is seeing, um, it, you know, the twenty eight episodes that I've seen now, and I can only discuss that. Whereas you and the the listeners sometimes want to hear so much more and go further and go deeper into it. And the conversation we had with Paul Johansson was fantastic. I, I enjoyed myself so much, um, and I, I know that when we get to season five i'll have so much more to ask and then i've got to get to season eight and i'll have more to ask in season nine but obviously i don't know the full extent of of the character's path and the character's story and what happens to all the others so it kind of makes sense for me to not be involved so much in these small conversations right now because mm-hmm. i it's either i'm there and they kind of either have to be really careful and tread really carefully around what they say so not to spoil me or i have to sort of d headphone and wait to be waved at uh, to see that i can come back on so it just kind of makes sense that you guys as the listener and simon gets to have that free-flowing conversation and it's a bit more of a comfortable recording and podcast rather than going okay dom you can't listen to this and then okay dom you come back okay dom come off again uh, dom come back and it's it just makes it a nice free-flowing thing and, it, and it's we think it's slightly better for the guest as well because the guest doesn't have to then worry about saying anything they shouldn't say or worry that you know we have to cut them short or anything like that so that's why we've done it yeah exactly and it it did it is kind of like with a heavy heart because um it 
apart from you make me feel comfortable like as in when you're when you weren't there it's kind of like oh god like uh, where's <laughs> one my, on one yeah where's my backup um or you know or we kind of back each other up like we kind of know where we're gonna go like as in we've done because we've done interviews before on the mighty 90s and like you could be asking a question and i know we haven't discussed it beforehand or anything but i sort of know where you're going and then i know maybe what i could ask on the back of that and then you know what you could ask on and we kind of have a good synergy like that i think so but when it was like on my own um it's a bit like oh okay i have to actually actively be thinking of what the next question is going to be but um but yeah but you're not going to miss any whales we've made that clear when the whales are on dom is in and we just will <laughs> we will just make it work um well so but hopefully this britney one from fwb and then john nordstrom that i'll talk about in a second they'll be cool ones for you to listen to like at the end um and we talk about you in them like oh it'll be crazy when dom sees this or what is dom gonna, <laughs> or what is dom gonna think when we get to those parts um so you know it still surrounds you and i guess when we do star trek these will be things that will be the same the other way around. Like when we bring, you know, cast members on from Star Trek or, you know, people in the crew, you know, there will be conversations that I'll have to miss, um, you know, and, and catch up later or, or you know, set out of um, for sections and, and you know, the, the exact same scenario. So, yeah. Um, so FWB, just to, just to wrap that bit up. A great conversation. Everyone, please support them because not only is it amazing opportunities and events, um, but also it's supporting really great causes. So it's a perfect win-win situation. You know, you get to be part of these events and, and do things with the cast and be part of the, the whole atmosphere. But you also, the money is going to help, you know, uh, great causes so it's it's perfect win-win situation they just announced they're doing an event um at the end of march it's like they do little concerts um with like cast members from the show they do they're doing virtual concerts and meet and greets so everyone go check that stuff out um fwb charity events you can put that into google and find it and you know instagram and everything else and then the other person i spoke to was john nordstrom two-time emmy winner uh the composer of one tree hill from season three to season nine and that was super interesting it was really cool and you would have really enjoyed the conversation but he uh because you know you're really into you know the score and the music of of movies and things as well um as well as i am but he's he's gonna come back he really uh he enjoyed himself he was telling me afterwards and he's gonna come back and discuss particular episodes so we could watch when there's like a big episode we could watch it and then he will come on and just talk to us about the, how he did the music in that episode um so then you know there's no spoilers it's probably good that i wasn't there for that one because i've only seen up to see uh, episode six and season two and he <laughs> wasn't involved yet so probably makes sense yeah and so i also thought it's good that we can put a conscious effort in from the beginning of season three to try and note and the changes of the score um, because it's a mm. different composer from the first two seasons that's that's a good shout yeah let's do that so yeah okay so on to our whale watch so i have a couple updates um 
I haven't even told you this yet, Dom. I wanted to wait till oh. we were on the podcast. Okay. Antoine Tanner has been in contact. Skills. <laughs> and we're sorting it out. We're just working out dates and times. Oh, excellent. It's happening. That's awesome. That's it's so happening. good. It's happening. So another another whale, the second whale. Skills will be on this podcast, which is Excellent. crazy. <laughs> and that was all through someone else, wasn't it? Someone who someone who follows us follows is followed by him. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was right. So, yeah, I contacted someone that was following followed by him and asked them to send on who also followed us and asked them to send on our like invitation post to him and then yeah and then i messaged him and then he followed us and then i messaged him and then yeah he said he's gonna find some time i yeah i was trying to like impress him i wanted to try and make it funny because people get these like uh interview requests and things all of the time so i wrote it in rhyme (laughs) to make it stand out i can't remember any of it but basically it was just like you're the man and we love you, so we need to talk about it to so come on the podcast. <laughs> but, it, like, <laughs> but it rhymed. Um, so, yeah, so that will be happening at some point. And, oh, that's uh, excellent news. Well done. And thank you to the person that's forwarded our messages as well. Yeah, uh, Angie. Her name's Angie. Thank you, Angie. Thank you, Angie. And also tomorrow, tomorrow... Um, another solo uh episode but i am interviewing kieran hutchison who plays andy hargrove nice that's gonna be fun again a, a decision we made for simon to go solo on this one because i only have now only have three episodes of experience with this character and as as much as i'd love to talk about their career and you know everything else they've done and stuff because that's kind of how the conversations go and we discuss all the other things they do and what they do in their life now um what people want to hear as well is is the whole one tree hill side of it um because i only had so i had a lot of episodes with dan because i had a whole first season and then part of season two with dan scott um andy hargrove i got three episodes and it just feels a bit difficult for me to contributes contribute successfully to the one tree hill conversation when i i have no experience of him so we thought it might be best for simon to get through that and then yeah all the all the major whales or like the later get down seasons then i'll I'll obviously be on them all yeah exactly and and we can bring we can bring them back like we don't want to just do one episode like we want to bring people back and do multiple episodes so yeah yeah Cool. Okay, so shall we move into this episode? Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's not start with Nathan and Haley this week. Ooh. Marine, we're here. What's up? <laughs> We've done it for like three episodes. We're moving on. Okay. The the red dots off of me is back on you, my friend. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. They were there anyway. So, <laughs> uh, who do you want to start with? Should we start with Lucas? Ooh, little Lucas, little Lucas. Let's start with little Lucas. I can't wait to meet the little guy. <laughs> That's a great line. And she did, she just sort of laughed at him. She's like, oh, "Okay, you will. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, okay." 
Karen! <laughs> Karen! <laughs> oh, please have someone have that as their message tone. I really hope they do. I really hope they do. Do a, clear, really, do a clear one right now so that we will make sure there's no interference. And so if anyone wants... The challenge is, can someone send... A, would someone make this... Dom's like clearing his throat. He's getting ready. I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. I'm preparing. This is going to be the ultimate cavern. <laughs> All right. The, cha- the challenge is for someone to get this bit of audio, make it their message tone, and then send us a video of you receiving a message and just hearing the Karen so we can share it on Instagram. Here we go. Karen! Wait, give us another one, a different variation. Let's give people options. Karen! <laughs> one more, one more. Karen! <laughs> now, you know what? Now, now people can have, have like options for different contacts. Like if it's like, like... You can have a WhatsApp message. You can have uh, like iMessage or Android message or whatever. And, you know facebook sure or, or even if it can you do it for like particular people if it's like oh if it's like yeah. your girlfriend or wife or something is it karen or if it's like if your wife is called karen that's <laughs> that works perfectly but you know you know a karen is a whole separate thing now i do yeah it's being a karen yeah poor any poor child that's been that is named karen you know like before this was becoming such a you know a thing like you know there's people that are called karen that are forever a karen you know what i mean yes absolutely even if you know they 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 weren't prepared for it but it but it's gonna happen it's in their dna (laughs) that genetic makeup the scientists, yeah. when they were putting things together, they've gone, oh, Karen, you're a Karen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So um, I imagined Jurassic Park there when they're like, you bred raptors. It's like, you bred Karens. <laughs> that's so <laughs> You're talking about breeding? Life finds a way. Well, uh, I like the fact that that was on TV the other day and I sent you a picture, one of, of Ian Malcolm, and I said, life, dot, 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 finds a way. And then I sent you a picture of, of Dr. I can't remember his name. He turns out to be the villain, doesn't he, in Jurassic World? Well, kind of. He's not really the villain. but can, well, can you remember? Well, he is the villain of Jurassic World, yeah, pretty much. Can you remember of. what I wrote What I wrote under the picture of him? Who, did you say something like, who knew this guy was going to be such a douchebag? Uh, I wrote, this guy turns out to be a right cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ, Dominic. We don't go there, that word on here. Jesus. Can we say that on a podcast? (laughs) Oh, you can take all that shit out, mate. Take it all out, it's fine. Take the whole Jurassic Park thing out. I just wanted to say cunt. (laughs) I'm keeping it in. keeping it in. People people need to see your true colours. But that's why we love you, so don't be afraid to say the word cut. (laughs) Oh, you've said it now as well, so that's fine. I sang it. It's different. It hits different. It's explicit content. It's not a word we like to use. It's not one we use often. Do do you know, (laughs) Dominic, you say it all the time. How dare you? When you're down West Ham... Mugs. Mugs. <laughs> Everyone's a mug. Do you know? Anyway, I, ca- 
I can't say it. I say it if I say it instantly. I'm like, oh, I get still like a word that's like, oh, oh boy, that's it's horrible, isn't it? It hits. It hits different. Do you know? I didn't tell you this either. Probably didn't want to make it public knowledge, but we've lost a couple patrons (laughs) recently. Oh no! And I was thinking, what have we? What have we done? Have we have we like gone too hard on someone was messaging me on Instagram. We had we have a couple people that have just discovered our podcast and um and there there's one person in particular she's listened she started like a week ago and then she messaged she's like a couple of days ago she's on episode 21 she Jesus. got from 1 to 21 within within like a 5 6 day period which is about 45 50 hours worth of content it's closer to like 60 odd hours worth of stuff isn't it yeah that's mad that's that's impressive i'm impressed that takes that takes binging to a whole new level i've I've got binge competition right there (laughs) but it's funny because she's then like commenting on um there's like two people doing this at the same time, like they're sort of binging through and they're commenting on things on Instagram or like um, episodes from like six months ago. So it's like, I can't really remember the conversation, but I just remember little bits and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you said this. or I can't believe Dom thinks that. I'm like, oh God, I don't even remember thinking that. But yeah. Um... <laughs> but surely that's going to, that'll continue. That'll happen. We'll be on season three, four, eight, whatever. And people will be messaging you saying i've just found your podcast i listened to episode one and you'll be like oh jesus that was four years ago <laughs> yeah exactly oh my god i said a poem oh no <laughs> <laughs> the uh yeah i my point is is i don't know have we have we said anything particularly bad the last few episodes like how are we losing people what have we been doing is it- is it that people want to listen to that specific bit of extra content that's on the Patreon and then they're like, oh, I've listened to it, I don't need this anymore? Oh, maybe. Oh, you like they're binged through the bonus stuff. Oh, I think it's also kind of, we had a few people join when we did the Paul Johansson episode because the video is exclusive on the Patreon. So we had a few people just join to watch that, I think. And then we're like, okay, I'll listen to the extra stuff. Okay, now I'm done. Yeah. I mean, we've got our core you know crew of people that have stuck by us so they're they're the ones that that count right for sure we have some diehard listeners which um like when when you put things out on instagram or on the patreon we've got these core people on both and some are on both that are like comment on the patreon and they're also commenting on the instagram and it's like I, I know their names. Like, I feel like I know the people. Like, I feel like we are building up a friendship, which is amazing. And I would love to meet all of these people in real life at some point. I was thinking this, like, um, like I said to so Lauren, um, you know, Texas Lauren, bonus episode Lauren, that's what, that's what you call her, <laughs> um, had, meant, had uh, commented under the FWB episode saying that it, she'd love to go to one of those conventions and uh, I was saying, well, maybe she could go to the convention that you and I go to. Um, and I was thinking that'd be awesome if like, you know, a few people or loads of people that, are, you know, are like podcast listeners were there. And then we could all go to like Denny's or IHOP or something afterwards and have <laughs> like, you know, a massive table and just like, you know, have a good time. 
We could go to Karen's. We could go to Karen's. Exactly. <laughs> Our podcast pals. We get them to come along, join us. Yeah. Join us out there. That would be great. That would be fantastic. We do have people that, that you know, the people that join us as well. Um, it's always such great conversation because it's such a, sometimes it's such a different angle because you kind of know where I'm going to be coming from. I know where you're going to be coming from. And then they're, they're just that third perspective of what way are they going to, going to side with? And, you, you know, sometimes you can kind of guess, um, like when Alicia's come on, she like loves Peyton. Mm. <laughs> yeah. and we, neither of us love Peyton. So it's always that slight difficult battle of we have a guest on that loves Peyton, but we're still not very nice about Peyton. <laughs> yeah, like we where, do we, to... where do we draw the line, Simon? <laughs> it's like we have to be polite uh, because we are polite and we want and we respect the people we're talking to. But we also know that we have to be true to what we're feeling because there's also however many people listening, you know? So it's like, if we were suddenly disingenuous, like I was thinking this the other day. So imagine if one day Hillary Burton comes on the podcast, right? Um, whale, amazing. But I can't then just be like, hey, I love Peyton, love, love it. <laughs> because that would be fake. And not only would I know it's fake, everyone would know it's fake. It would have to be like, hey... I love you as a as an as an actress and think you're incredibly talented, um, and I like Peyton's role in the show that she's integral, but not my preference. Not it's my not a character we we gel with, is it? Yeah, and but I think that would also be interesting to be like, hey, uh, that did you people uh, are so um, what's the word? Uh, what's the word? when you're one way or the other like polar opposites but it's like when when a character like splits people divides people what's that word come on dom help me um splits people people are either like one or the other polarizing she's polarizing you're polarizing (laughs) i'll polarize you Call me Colonel now. Call me Colonel yes, now. I'm sorry, Colonel. Who's going to be polarised? Who? Me. Yeah, and you going to enjoy it? <laughs> oh, God. I can't wait for Beyond Farpoint. <laughs> None of this shit's happening. <laughs> we'll be like, minute one, right into the episode. <laughs> no chat. We will not chat. <laughs> no fun will happen on this podcast. <laughs> there is absolutely no entertainment value at all. <laughs> oh god. Uh, okay, so shall we start with Lucas? Yes. T- yeah. Tell me about tell me about Lucas, my man. Where does he start? Um he oh he starts by going to the fountain and putting the he money had, back in the fountain. He had considerably more clothes on this episode. He did. But that, he also that I noticed. <laughs> he, he also still had the uh like flip flop sandals on. Is that ever gonna stop? Is that a spoiler? I need to know. It's driving me mental. Please wear some trainers or shoes or something. You know, you're not going to be catching mouth in those. <laughs> it, why does it happen? Why do they let it happen? Is this, I think the the only thing I'm going to ask Chad Michael Murray when we have him on the podcast. Mm-hmm. This this is me shouting that out now. When mm-hmm. we have him on, mm-hmm. is was the choice to wear sandals yours or costume? Because if it's costume. All will be forgiven. If it's yours, I'm sorry, we're going to have to terminate this podcast. 
Not just the whole thing. Remove... <laughs> Every episode of Ravens will be deleted. Remove the, <laughs> remove the back catalogue, burn the files, and move on. It never happened. In fact, I will have to come and kill you. Just to really get rid of the evidence. Just Fine. I'm okay with that. Because I will know either way. <laughs> I will have my answer. You'll be buried you put those in coins the back in that to well Jimmy. to restore... Yeah, you can put those coins back in that well to restore your karma, but nothing's fixing your karma with those fucking sandals. <laughs> well, I, I my guess is that it was his choice. I, I reckon. I don't think that would have been a wardrobe decision. I, we, I, I we, don't think. Is this another body double challenge? What? <laughs> Oh, what? Uh, maybe. I mean, well, what do you think it's wardrobe then? Is that what I you're think saying? it's wardrobe. Yeah, there's no way anyone in their right mind would pick to wear that on set in this show when you're a basketball playing character. No way. Yeah, Come so wa- yeah, so wardrobe would think that because that's what they're thinking. Is he's, he's a basketball player? Blah 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 blah. He would wear high tops or would wear. But you also, know... he's quite like he's one of those, isn't he? He's like. <laughs> alternative indie alternative kind of becoming a hipster before hipsters existed kind of thing isn't he yeah so i reckon he would be a sandal wearer by by character choice by wardrobe choice i his his jeans are way too long as well like you know they're dragging on the floor you know that they're fraying at the bottom and you know that they're getting wet in puddles and things and then and then they're just gonna smell and they're bringing that into the house wafting and then you've got your bare foot underneath it and you know that's been sweating in in leather straps in a sandal what's that lucas's (laughs) foot someone open a door smells like nikki in here (laughs) (laughs) what's what's worse what i really hate is when you've got a pair of jeans that are a bit too long and they go under your heel Mm. and you have to like keep pulling them up above your hip i fucking hate that and uh, yeah, it really drives me mental. You know, <laughs> it's so annoying, and it's annoying to see it, watching it happen with sandals. It really, what really annoyed me when I was at school once. I was doing an exam. There's exam conditions, and obviously, and we're all. You know, do you remember the little tables used to get the little desks? Mm-hmm. So I'm at mine, and the girl sitting next to me, the next desk had flip flops on, and she had her legs crossed, and she was just flicking the flip flop on the base of her foot. So all I could hear the entire exam was that. And I was so close to just screaming, I just stop! Like, or like ripping it off and like launching it across the room. I thought if that didn't get me kicked out of the exam and make me fail the exam, I would have done it. I would have done it. What? It was so, what was, so annoying. Was it your GCSEs? Yeah. Did you do okay in that exam? Do you know what? I, I actually can't remember what exam it was. Because you just focused the on the flip flop. <laughs> because that I probably wrote nothing. I had two and a half hours of flip flop clicking and <laughs> no writing. It drove me mental, mental. Yeah, I hate that. Oh, do you know we used to have? Um, so just for context, for I, I looked at some of our some more of our stats and stuff the other day. Like we've got more. Um, I don't know what the word is. Uh, in depth, like information now because we've been running for a while. And about eighty percent of our audience is in America, so it's um, it's important that that we you know cater to everybody. 
but particularly the majority. So <laughs> shout out to the Philippines. We get <laughs> <Yeah>. hits there. <laughs> we do. Shout out to everywhere. I'm very we're incredibly humbled to people to join us everywhere anywhere. So but let's make sure that we make it applicable to people that aren't from the UK as well. Um uh, GCSEs are basically these exams that you take at the end of high school here. But our high school we goes up to sixteen years old. So it's kind of like be like the end of middle school i guess um in other places and these exams basically give you grades that help get you into college basically so it's kind of like what the equivalent of like the um the sats i think they call it in in yeah it's the same Uh, the same sort of age bracket as well i think yeah well i think they do that in (laughs) high school their high school goes to 18 so that's sort of like their a levels i think Oh, okay. All right. But, yeah, same, same, same deal. Um, pressurized exams that like can potentially have an impact on your life that you're having to do when you're still in your adolescence because, you know, that makes total sense. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, I actually, I remember having my first hay fever, uh, like attack. It felt like an attack. So I, um, I didn't get hay fever until my French exam. It was the first time, and I get hay fever really bad, um, like allergies. Every... Are you going, achoo, achoo, achoo? <laughs> that would be hilarious if that was what happened. Well, I, I, um, I get it really bad every year. Like, I, I even right now, I've, I've started taking medication already, um, like this, like over the last week or so, to sort of get ready for it. But this was the just, first just... time. Just for context of people that uh, aren't familiar with the UK's weather patterns is that we've had two days of sunshine in the last, what, eight months. So Simon's hay fever playing up big time. <laughs> <laughs> well, but so I didn't know what hay fever was at this point because I'd never had it until, you know, I'm like 15, about to turn 16. And suddenly I just like, I can't see. Like, like my eyes are just like whatever, like streaming with like, you know, water my nose is just like going crazy and i just couldn't stop like sneezing and when i get hate i feel like i'm super hungry i just want sweets i just need like <laughs> harry bow and sweets and burgers and big like i need to just eat and be satisfied and i'm suddenly just like uh jim appell i didn't know what was going on i was like is this nerves is my body just breaking down because i'm so nervous <laughs> guess what i didn't do very well in that exam dom and now i've got a fear of france (laughs) allergic to france oh wow and do you know actually what's ironic so my wife and i actually went to paris a couple years ago and i got hay fever really badly we had to just run into a pharmacy and just like (laughs) quickly grab the hay fever uh, medicate do you get hay fever dom uh if i do it's very very mild I'll like sneeze occasionally, but um, yeah, nothing to the extent of what you get. Clearly, do you think exactly. Lucas gets hay fever? Because you're very similar people. You've got yeah. you've got the the light hair, shaved the, heads the, at the moment. The, the now shaved heads, yeah. The the very uh, delicate eyes, um, that that can't handle any sort of light. So maybe maybe he gets hay fever too. Let's talk it through. Okay, I'm bringing out the picture <laughs> of Chad. Take, if you take your hat off, take your hat off a sec. Simon's wearing a hat. It's the same. 
Just the same. You got the same sort of bit of facial hair. Do a bit of a squint. Do the squint. Perfect. You are him. There's, there's no. I'm not seeing two different people there. I'm seeing the same person. Do you think Can we, we could screenshot do, this? Could we audition for the same for the same role? You know, like when people say, like um, Ralph Macchio for the Karate Kid. He's. I was watching a thing of him on YouTube the other day, and he was talking about his audition, and he was saying you walk through the hallway, and there's just. 20 other people that kind of look like him because you know they're all going for the same role they're a bit taller a bit shorter a bit whatever a bit whatever could we maybe audition for the same role uh, absolutely 100 percent. you'd be in the same conversation like he'd get it and they'd be like well but th- this guy can't can't walk properly and he kept sneezing and speaking <laughs> in french <laughs> and then he and then, and then he just took a shit on the ground so <laughs> oh jesus <laughs> and that was just chad <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh, yeah, well. you just say these things to try and make me feel better but this is this is chad oh we've got the winners of our chad michael murray face mask competition do you remember the the five stars to get the reviews, we have the winners. The winners are Tiffany, Tiffany, and Kathleen. Kathleen! <laughs> what well on Tiffany and Kathleen? Both patrons, um, which is awesome. And uh, I've got their addresses. So Kathleen's out there in Australia, and Tiffany really? out there in the States. So uh, they're going to be sent, and uh, we're going to write a little message on the back. And uh, yeah, they're coming out to you. Oh, well done! Nice. Thank you for the ratings. Yeah, and they perfectly put in about Lucas's squint and soul patch. So nice. And get, put my mum in a headlock. Did that? Of of course. No, that was <laughs> right. Well, that still okay. could happen at any time. Let her know. Let's Sorry. Lucas this up. Do we need to just do separate episodes where we don't talk this stuff? Like, as in, do you think people would prefer it if we just went, like, literally started the episode, went straight into talking about the characters, and then left all of this other stuff into a separate episode? Let's just call it, like, the chat shit pod or something. (laughs) If you, right, okay, if you were listening to this podcast, which part would you rather, like, as in, would you would you i know it's a mixture of both right but do you think you would enjoy the talk around it as much as the actual talk about the characters or do you think we need to rethink it and be a bit more focused because we were more focused at the beginning like our episodes were probably like an hour and a half or something but i kind of like to have like all of the chat it's kind of like more this is how we would talk about it naturally it's not um composed it's being genuine we ease into it as well. We ease into it. I mean, we've mentioned Lucas already. We've mentioned Karen. We've mentioned Andy. We're basically we're, we're, done. We're... <laughs> we just got to sign off Peyton and we're good good to go. Oh, no, we mentioned Peyton as well. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, In fact, well... this is the shortest podcast we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> well, so wait, he puts his money into the fountain. I thought that was really nice. And that is karma cleaning. And we've talked about stuff like that before. Um, that kind of, it's definitely the sort of thing that I I do. Do you do things like this? Like, do you believe in balancing karma? I, I think it's very important. 
if you do something wrong, you've got to rebalance it with doing something right. Or if you do something that's slightly off edge or out of character, then you, you've kind of got to put that right and, and just, you know, rebalance, just the rebalancing. You know, the karma might not necessarily be the word because it's a, it's a belief system. Um, but yeah, a rebalancing is, is definitely needed, I think. I fully agree. I, I and it and it cleanses you. I think. Mm. Um, so uh, he yeah. mentions it later in the episode as well. He not not necessarily calm or rebalancing, but he says, "I need to um, stop talking about the guy I want to be and start being that guy and start doing those things." And and that's that's a really important message. So for all, it feels like all the way through of this episode is Lucas's messages about setting things right and is being the theme tune you know i i want to be whoever i want to be and i'm what i'm what's important and everyone else like my family's important my mom and my friends but actually what the way i act impacts on them so the better i am the better they're gonna be mm. and you know he's stolen people's wishes out the wishing well and has gone and put them back and that's that's a nice thing and he put one in for himself Yes. He flicks yes. an extra one in for himself. But, you know, when I was watching him, and uh, people give uh, um give me a lot of like stick about it, but also people give his character a lot of stick in general about, you know, oh Lucas this and he's not the best guy and blah blah blah. But you know, Chad Michael Murray um has an x factor about him like i i don't know what to what, how to describe it but he does make the show i mean paul kind of all, almost sort of alluded to it that like his his fame at that point was what was making the show run you know in the in like the early season but it's for a reason like he i think he there's something naturally watchable about him you know when he's on screen it kind of draws you to him and i think people i think this gets understated like i think he deserves more credit like um you know when when he shows up to one of these conventions i'm sure that it is drawing the biggest crowd like i would imagine like i mean sophia bush you know all of the top all of the main five of course but i feel like you know he's way way up there and i don't think the show would be would have been as successful if you took him out and and substituted him with someone else i don't think we have nine seasons of one tree hill said it wow wow well i'll have to you know wait and see because i kind of have to make that judgment at the end but i I think that's you know he does hold a certain presence doesn't he and he is um like you said he has that kind of status as a as an actor in those early episodes in that early season so yeah i think only time will tell for me whether i uh, i agree with that all the way along but um yeah what what a comment what a claim fair enough (laughs) where does he go to next he goes and has a conversation with whitey doesn't he he goes to see whitey and whitey's sort of testing his eyesight um across his office and sort of Lucas walks in and he calls him Mr. Scott, Mr. Scott. And he walks in and he's standing there and he goes, you know, basically Lucas then says, I think what I slightly predicted is that it will be found out that Whitey hasn't had any operation and, and hasn't had any procedure. And I uh, I kind of knew that it would be 
someone I kind of knew someone would find out, but I thought it would be Dan, and that Dan would then use that somehow to his advantage, and that Keith would be the one pushing um, Whitey to to have the operation. But it, it seems like he's already had that trouble with Keith, and has told Keith, oh, "I'm not having it. I'm not doing it." And Lucas is now the reinforcement and saying you should have it you should have that operation people love you and miss you and we need you it's not about you being our coach is that we need you in our lives you you are you know you're part of us now and and we have an emotional connection to you um rather than just a you know student teacher connection and and we know that you have that coming back um and whitey tries to play the the tough guy in this and says i'm not interested in you at all i i no connection to you do you know what you know connection i have to is you know oh, the one thing i had a connection to is now gone mm. which is he means his, his wife his dearly departed wife is like so this this is nothing this means it all means nothing mm. sad tough watching i mean i <clears throat> i assume it was difficult for you because you would have been overjoyed that white is back but sad to to see him acting it this way but you can tell that it's coming from pain yeah it's almost like it's admitting defeat isn't it and that's what it is it's admitting defeat is that i can't beat this and i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna give up and um i suppose what's really good about lucas is that he doesn't allow that to happen i think he's the sort of person that will continue to be supportive and push but he doesn't have to be pushy and that's that's the difference. And what I really like is, so I'm going to jump forward a bit, is that he explains when when Whitey says, I, I have no connection to you and whatever, and, and Lucas says, but I've got a picture that says differently. I've got a picture of your 500th, your five, 500th, your 500th <laughs> game, uh, and you look so um, happy and connected. And, you know, you, re- you are the team. You are, and, and, you know, we've all got that connection. Um, and we can you can see it in that picture, and he's like, oh, whatever, it's just a picture, a 500 game, blah, blah, blah. And then later on, when Whitey comes back to his office and he opens up the envelope and the picture's in there, it's kind of that uh, he can... Lucas can develop, um, deliver a message without really needing to be there or keep hammering it and saying, you need to do this, you need to do that. He can just kind of go plant the seed and then go, right, there it is, have a look at that, and, and make people reflect. I suppose that's the, the good quality and the good writing into, into this character and how this character acts is that he has that ability i mean, I mean it, he do, he does the same with nathan and he has always done the same with Haley as well he always makes these people reflect and go and follow a different path or follow the path of their dream kind of thing mm, yeah very well said he he doesn't need to actually even say it as well like he can like the picture it's what well, he's said what it is but he doesn't have to completely spell it out it's like can you put it there put something there that's going to trigger a thought or emotion uh to you know put whitey back on you know back on the rails so to speak or in whatever path because he's obviously acting he's not acting himself like whitey doesn't act this way so Mm. um yeah it's really important what so where where does Lucas go from here? I kind of get mixed up with some of the timeline. Oh, he he's in he's in school and he gets a note to come out, and the note is from Anna. Yeah, and he goes out to the the front of the front of the school, doesn't he? Literally out outside the main door, and he 
um, it was a hall pass. It was sort of given to him, and you're thinking, oh, what's happening here? And then Anna's right out the front door, and is basically, basically opens up to him and says, uh, I wasn't honest with you the other day when we met at the mall um, uh, on dare night. I am actually Felix's sister, more or less. She's, she basically comes out with it. And he's surprised. But what I don't get about this story now, and you may have to help me a little bit, is why are they hiding? Why do, why do they feel like they're hiding something from from anyone? I, I don't get it. So I understand Lucas's history with the, <laughs> the ladies of, of Tree Hill. They, they, it's clear that he struggles with that. And the whole reason he says the line, I want to you know stop talking about being this better person be this better person is because he's you know cheated on Brooke with Peyton and had a very difficult relationship with them and, and because it was all about dishonesty and he wants to be kind of transparent from day one now doesn't he this is I'm going to be transparent all the way through so if we're going to be a thing you need to tell Felix but why does Felix need to know why is that why is that important I don't get it I don't mm. understand why 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 can't we just have a connection and a relationship why do we have why do we have to seek approval from the older brother I don't understand that's yeah completely that's an adult way of looking at it right as like we can look at it like that because we're you know in our 30s and you know married and basically married you know it's kind of like (laughs) it's the so it's it's looking at it from a different angle um but i guess if she's looking at it from the little sister to our overbearing douchebag brother that is uh you know out there causing havoc and He's basically like a popular kid as well, isn't he? Like he's that sort of... He's never going to be under the radar kind of guy. Um, And I think maybe she's like a bit intimidated by him. Like maybe there's things that we don't know that he has like pull with the parents maybe. You know, like he could manipulate the parents into, you know, making things more difficult for her or something or, you know, who who knows. But yeah, it is... It's odd, but again, when looking at her and then looking at him, it is such like perfect casting. Like they actually look like brother and sister. Like I think that's it's like as good as Nathan and Dan looking like father and son. Yeah, definitely. There's there's really good casting, really well put together, and and visually very it's visually kind of pleasing that that they do have that similarity and that they do match. Uh, it's, it's very clever. Um, with this whole episode, it's all the whole the central kind of focus is a meteor shower, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So that it, it's all about their couplings and the way they respond to this meteor shower and what they're going to do around viewing it and who they're mm-hmm. going to view it with, and that's that's kind of a, a central theme of the episode. And Lucas has been asked to view it with Anna, and we find out that Anna can actually play basketball or has played basketball um and they play hog which i think we'd probably say donkey it used to be don't you remember donkey donkey on the wall for football yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we used to play donkey and uh <laughs> what a game we Great used to play game. that when we're allowed back out again we'll go and play donkey we i like used to get to school early to play donkey yeah so good what a great game we're gonna play donkey one day Donkey is basically the football version of horse. Um, so it's, it's usually called horse. Like they're just mm. playing, a, I'm guessing, a short version. Um, but you just kick the ball against the wall, and if you miss the wall, 
then you get a letter. You miss the ball, you get hit by the ball again. Yeah. Or something like that. If the ball hits you before it's your turn or something like that, you've you get yeah, that's right. And all sorts yeah. of things. That's crazy rule. And then it became like, oh, if someone's standing slightly in front of you rather than going for the wall, if you hit them, they get a letter. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of aim for them and, you know, that's crazy game. Well, that um, gets closer towards bum slaps, doesn't it? When, when yeah. You... So there's a game <laughs> called Bum Slaps where you basically... <laughs> Is 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 it's called headers and volleys is the same thing as well. But you basically, if you if you're in goal and people score, how many is it against you? I can't remember how that works out. Maybe three, you get three lives or five lives or whatever. And if they can score goals against you using headers or volleys, and they get to a certain number, if you lose, you have to bend over. Um, and from the penalty spot, everyone gets to gets to fire the ball at, at, at your bottom and give your bum a slap with the ball, which can be very dangerous. And very cruel. <laughs> very cruel. <laughs> very cruel. Um, so, so luckily, um, Anna and Lucas weren't playing the bum slaps. So they never... weren't playing bum slaps. They, were they playing weren't playing bum slaps. Just normal hog for them. Um, and it became a, uh, if I win, you've got to come to the meteor shower with me. And uh, if you win, you've got to come to the meteor shower with me and kind of watch it. Like, we'll watch it together. Um, and what's, they kind of stay on the river court, don't they, really? They they don't really stray from, from that distance, uh, from that area. So they're always kind of there. And they play their game. And, and the whole point of Lucas taking these shots i was quite surprised that she didn't take a shot though i thought he would have let her have a go at least but um was the more he can sink the more information she has to give about herself and answer questions and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. so that he finds out about her and knows more about her yeah it's nice it's nice connections and uh, what do you think of them as a pairing like do you like their chemistry at the moment, no. I actually think it's it's not that comfortable. It's not as comfortable as watching him with Haley. I mean, even from the first episode um, to to now, his chemistry and and comfort level with Haley has always been that of really close friends, basically in love with each other. And we've, <laughs> we've got <laughs> we've got this stranger from the last episode that has now come out as being. Uh, you know another character sister that is you know fairly integral to the to the part that he doesn't really have that bond or connection with but it's kind of like saying he does it's quite strange Mm. he says oh you know i really like you and stuff like that but it's just you've only known her for a day so how is how is that working out i i I don't feel it straight away i don't i don't get it but clearly it's going to cause friction and tension and you know we'll talk about felix's story in this episode later but it's going to cause an issue with him isn't it yeah and and i agree i've always thought this from the first time i watched it that they don't seem the chemistry doesn't seem there like not and especially as this is the third fourth maybe um sort of female pairing we've seen him with like we've seen him with peyton they had good chemistry with brooke i would say maybe the best chemistry he had was mm. with Brooke, like the most fun when they're at the bar and all of that stuff. And then with Nikki, 
um they had they had some chemistry the carousel knows um and <laughs> it's still on there <laughs> <laughs> someone needs to clean this jesus it's been it's been like two wipe. months <laughs> and then and now and now anna as like the fourth um and yeah i'd say it seems it doesn't it's not wooden isn't the right word because that would like imply that the acting's not good because and that's not true like the acting is great and everything i just think that it doesn't seem to it feels a bit forced i think forced is a really good word i was thinking forced before you said it and uh, it does feel like we've got a it's almost like lucas is saying i need to be with someone and uh, oh i happen to have this like fun day out with this person i'll, I'll make it that person and that, oh, I really mm. like you, so now I, I, I need to be with you. What it needs to be is, I really like being with you and hanging out with you. Let's be mates. Mm. Just be mates for a bit. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it don't, I don't understand this teenage desire to just constantly be with another girl. It's really crazy, you know, when what? the others have ditched you. Okay, where does Lucas go next? He has some interaction with um, Nathan so Nate we find high flyers has become a thing for the first time we've hey. now been introduced to high flyers so welcome high flyers how did that feel when when he got the letter and they said about a basketball camp did you know that it was going to be called high flyers uh, as soon as he said high flyers I was like hey finally <laughs> it's 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 in now I now I know I understand and I'm I've seen the the bag so I know that he goes at some point or someone goes, or someone goes, and you know that you end up with a a bag of it that was that was on the show. So uh, that that was a spoiler from you know before we even started. Like literally, a year we've been podcasting a year, a whole year. I know. How did you know? I was going to tell you, but how did you remember? Um, I just remembered it was last year that we started. So well, it was February. It was February. Yeah, I think our yeah. first episode went out on like the 24th of february which was like smart house nice. our smart house episode you know if it, any of our patrons um because the smart house our smart house episode is on patreon i don't know do i want you to listen to it maybe i don't i i yeah, yeah. <laughs> go back and listen to that episode and listen to just to, even just for a minute just to see how far our comfortability has come no we actually we were really comfortable on that first episode but <laughs> I, I cut a lot of stuff out which, <laughs> which which i would not cut out now yeah i wouldn't cut Ima- it out now imagine what that would sound like without the edits Crazy. i have it somewhere anyway. the original oh. <laughs> i have it somewhere let's put yeah. it on box <laughs> yeah um uh, so, yeah, so the high flyers thing is is cool. I'm glad that that's now been mentioned and that's that's out in the world. It's obviously a. It seems like it's like a, an esteemed training camp over the summer for uh, basketball players. Who already got a lot of skill, but it's kind of like pushing them to that next level. And is it one of those things where if you've done this camp and you're still playing in your top team at your high school, you're guaranteed like a college place and maybe a scholarship and that sort of thing. Is that? Yeah, I think something like that. It just adds the esteem. It's like, wow, you got into high flyers and wow, like you, you're at that level. So I think it just, yeah, adds to it. Nice. Okay, cool. It, it, it has a, we'll get to that part of the story when we cover like either Dan or 
or Nathan because it has a a cloud over it, doesn't it? Sure does. It has a cloud over it. But uh, Lucas is, you know, finds out that Nathan didn't get in. So he's got this invite, but then suddenly didn't get in. Like he makes out some sort of clerical error, doesn't he? Um, mm-hmm. and, and that someone else got in. And um, Lucas says, hey, man, you know, what? what's going on? You, you did get in. We know you got in. You know, I'm not stupid. And he, <laughs> he's Nathan's, you know, open and honest. And actually, I, I want to talk about what Nathan says when we cover Nathan, because it was a great moment. And Lucas is kind of like, well, OK, fair enough. He, he gets it. Mm. And he moves on from there and he goes out, watches the um, meteor shower, has his moment with Anna again on the on the river court, the two of them kind of lying there watching it. Um, it's a nice moment, but again, I, I don't see the, the chemistry. I, I don't see the longevity in, in their, this brief relationship. Don't, I don't see it happening. You know, we already know that Felix and f- family move a lot, so I can't see them, these characters being in it for long. Mm. that makes sense mm-hmm. um and he then goes home and then he interacts with karen when he's at home doesn't he, he said that she turns the light on in the kitchen and he's there. yeah just before that though he kisses anna as he's dropping her home and felix sees the kiss That's Anna right. will come we'll come on to that when we get to get to that but before that was important. watching you Yes, he sure is creepy, Felix. But yeah. then, but yeah, he goes home and the and um, Karen flicks the light on and he he tells her off. He's like, "What what time do you call this? Uh, you you didn't message me after midnight when you say you will." And he like goes into this little basically Karen rant, <laughs> and then he starts laughing. And then she's like, "I hope that's not what I sound like." And it's quite funny. And then they, she says, well, we're both grounded now, aren't we? But also, nobody fucking sleeps. When do they sleep? <laughs> Go to bed. Like, literally, when you were, you were doing the podcast the other night and you sent me a couple of messages and stuff like that, I didn't get them until the next morning. And you were only podcasting at 10 o'clock at night. I was already <laughs> in bed asleep. I, would get, I have to get up early for work. I've got shit to do. I'm a tired person. Yeah. I don't have a baby. You've got a baby. You must, like, never sleep now, but want to sleep all the time. So why aren't these people sleeping? It's, yeah, I agree. Stupid. Enjoy your sleep. Enjoy your rest. It's, it's required. And half of you are athletes. Like You need to rest. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway. I Is liked that, I liked that, that, all those interactions with Karen and Lucas. It was really nice. And, when, and uh, Karen's like, well, when did you get home? And he's like, five minutes ago. <laughs> so it was kind of... <laughs> It was good. It was a nice lighter episode for Lucas. It yes, was good. it was good. There was no like uphill challenge or struggle. Just just his moments with Whitey were were good, and his encouragement of that, and saying, you know, you got to do these things, haven't you? And, uh, I think Whitey spends the whole time saying, um, he's trying to push people away because if he does die, it's that they've got that kind of negative spin on it, and it's kind of. He, he, it kind of makes it easier for him to deal with it, doesn't it, mm. um, himself. And actually, um, his biggest fear is, is dying on the table because he doesn't want to let, I think, because he doesn't want to let these people down. You mm. know, why Why? Why continue to live life miserably um, and die painfully if, you know, this operation could potentially extend your life and you can live it happily? 
you know, if mm. you're going to, you know, it's a difficult decision that he's got to make. And I think that's kind of what people are trying to get through to him. And Lucas tries to get through to him is that he means a lot to other people. And if he doesn't at least try, it will be worse, you know, when they start to see him de degrade and, and not be the mm. person that, that he is, because it will start to get to uncontrollable points where he just has to be in hospital all the time. Mm. Yeah. Sad. Good points. Mm. Uh, does, does that, that close? That close Whitey off, as I say. Sorry. I think that closes Whitey, Lucas, and pretty much Anna. We can talk about the crescendo of Anna and Felix, um, you know, at the end. Yeah. But, but pretty much that covers them. So who who should we go on to now? Uh, should we shoot over to Keith? Little, let, take yeah, a little let's, trip to Keith. Let's go to Keith. Live down to Keith Town. <laughs> oh, Keith. What a slab of beef. He, that slab of beef, makes a little phone call and calls up Jules. And uh, he pretends he's doing a survey. She's saying, well, this can't be, you know, the the cute guy from the dealership or whatever because he waited over a week to call me. Keith, playing it way too cool. A week. <laughs> a week. You live on your own. Like you know works there but he's going home on his own like that's seven lonely nights that he didn't make that phone call like i imagine him with like the phone in his hand like desperate to make the phone call and just having to be like no slapping himself i will not <laughs> i will wait for seven days i waited 17 years with karen i can wait for seven days <laughs> oh that's a lot of frosties isn't it in between <laughs> yeah but it's nice, and they have a really good rapport going on. And uh, she's wearing Funny. a Flintstones T-shirt. She is. And, I was, was going to say, do they have a do they have like a deal with Hanna Barbera? Because someone had a Jetsons one on. I'm sure. I think Haley did at one point. Yeah. Previously. Well, the Jetsons, the Flintstones, they're both good times, and uh, it just kind of endears me to her instantly. Like, oh. You like I like the Flintstones. You like the Flintstones. Okay. Well, there's one thing. What did you think? I actually thought uh, their connection was so much better than Anna and Lucas's. Oh, yeah. So much better. So much. It felt more natural. It was funnier. It was, um, yeah, it was just nice, wasn't it, as well? It was nice to see Keith being relaxed and quite chilled and, and happy about things. And it's almost like he's got no worries at the moment. And it was part of their conversation. He's like, oh, I bought wine. And she's like, oh, I'm more of a beer gun. And she's like smashing the bottle open off the side of the table. And yeah, it was good. It was just, she was, yeah, great. She's a great sort of little addition to his life at the moment. Yeah. And potentially, like, maybe one of the hottest, like, older characters. Like, Keith kind of punching a little bit. I <laughs> mean... I mean, Deb's going to be upset you said that. Well, Deb's, <laughs> Deb is always my number one. That She's goes a class without above. saying. <laughs> it's, a different, it's a different league, let's be honest. I, I also <laughs> was thinking, I don't think Barbara Allen Woods could ever come on this podcast. Yeah, that's, there's one way we're going to have to avoid, isn't it? <laughs> Karen! Piers <laughs> and Braziers. Oh. Um, she might be really flattered that we think she's hot. <laughs> I, I'd like to think she would be. Mm. I'd like to think she would be. But uh, I hope so. 
the, the yeah, I I think Keith is is just living his best life right now, and it seems like it's kind of the perfect breath of fresh air for him. Someone that's disconnected from any of the other characters doesn't know all of this history and this like weight that seems to like follow him around and anchor him down of the past and mistakes and regrets and it's just actually no none of that stuff here's a here's a woman that's funny nice down to earth um you know and has a genuine interest into keith yeah and that's his me to shower partnership for the for the episode isn't it they they watch it in the car that's on the static stand like just model in the, at the showroom which is which is quite funny um because the way it's filmed you think they're just sort of in a car in a convertible watching and then all of a sudden they're actually in the display model uh which is really funny um and they're watching it and he talks about his plans doesn't he his past plans was i was always going to be a mechanic and build up the money to have my own showroom but i didn't have the capital Dan got with uh, Deb and came into some money and and kind of did it. And she's like, "Oh, he stole your idea," um, and uh, that was that was a big surprise. I, I always thought Keith was the the sticker stick around for the small business kind of thing, but actually, it's because he didn't have the the money backing. And it just goes to show that Dan has kind of run with someone else's money, hasn't he? Uh, you know, because he's come from the same family, he's come from the same background. He's not going to have had, you know, the the money without Deb's backing. So you know, he's been made by De- or Deb's dad. It was Deb's dad, wasn't it, that provided the money? So yeah, um, imagine. Yeah, Keith's kind of getting a the view now, isn't he, of what it would have been like had he had the money and started the the dealership himself, and you know what life would have been like and. Yeah, got a nice girl on his arm. Nice business, good bit of cash coming in. He's comfortable, isn't he? He's happy, he's liking it. He's in them Prada suits, baby. <laughs> exactly. This this is what Dan would be like if he was nice. I'm like, is that is that right? Is this is that what we're seeing? I think, I think so, yeah. But but maybe that's because Keith is humble. He's is humble from his you know, his own bot auto body shop uh you know days and actually if you know this all went to dan's head didn't it i mean i probably went to dan's head from back from high school from being like the you know basketball star and and all of that stuff yeah but i think it also shows that why did dan not not partner with keith like keith said that he taught dan everything he knew about cars if he knew that dan was going to turn out to be a be an arse he wouldn't have done that um like jokingly but why didn't dan say to partner with keith you know keith you have the knowledge about cars i've got the financial backing and from the looks of it probably more sort of business minded you know um and that would have worked as a great partnership it could have been scott brothers dealership you know but there you go but Jules and Keith have their own meteor shower of saliva in the car. <laughs> yes, for quite some time as well. And he really puts his hand on her head, like, and <laughs> you're not going anywhere. The, <laughs> you know, there's the thing in Friends where Joey's oh, like yeah. they two hand like 
yeah i i I like my wife hates it i do it sometimes as like just as a joke to like wind her up and susan sarandon was in that episode that's it yeah it's a great episode (laughs) but yeah but he really like grips up her head so yeah you're not going anywhere love (laughs) i've got you now You're in a, you're in an upward facing car, so it's like... <laughs> you can't drive off. Yeah. <laughs> you can't escape without falling. Uh, I mean, if anything, I'm holding you up here. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, anything else to say about Keith and Jules, or can we close the book on them? I hope the relationship lasts. I have a feeling as well that she's not going to be around for long. I've got a Ooh. feeling she. She's not in it for the long haul. She's like uh, to the end of season two and he'll have a few drinks and have a car crash and she'll die or something like that. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Maybe not that extreme. He's had uh... enough car accidents, hasn't he? (laughs) (laughs) He just has the same mistakes over and over again. I, 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 I just can't see her sticking around. There's something strange about the way she was in the first episode to how she was in this episode. She's two very different characters. I mean, once she'd relaxed with um, Keith, she was okay, but she was that nervous, gibbering wreck, and I'm going to pay this much for the car because this is exactly how much it is. I've been looking at her, and then she's just like, totally like, yeah, I'm a big girl. I'm totally chill. I'm like, all right, I love the Flintstones. You know, it was... <laughs> yeah, but do, bitch. Yeah, but do, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that tickled him. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why was that funny? Oh, I don't know. It's <laughs> good. Um... <laughs> yeah, but have a do, bitch. <laughs> that's that's how I'm gonna greet you from now on. <laughs> I think that's perfect. I like it. Oh god. Um, yeah, I don't see it being a. a... Oh god, uh, an eight season. Is that tears? I actually like crying. Tears? Yeah, crying with laughter. I never cry with emotion other than laughter. No, it just um, seeped out. <laughs> I've got an oil leak. Yabba dabba do, bitch. Yeah, sorry, go on. That's it. Yeah, I just don't, I don't see it lasting beyond season two. Okay. For whatever reason, but uh, mainly because I don't think he's going to be. At the car lot for long. I think Dan's going to kick him out. And be like, yeah, you've done your bit, bye. And cut him off. Okay, we will see. We will see. Who do you want to move on to now? We've got we've got Brooke, Mal, Felix, Peyton, Hayley, Nathan. Karen. Ka- Karen. Karen. Should we, we get Karen done? Because we've, we've covered her kind of at the end of her episode. Should we do the beginning bit of her episode? So, yeah, so we're talking about Andy and who? Carrot! <laughs> What's the face afterwards? It's just for you. <laughs> no one can see it except you, so. <laughs> Carrot! Okay, talk to us about Karen, your favourite. My favourite? I She was all right in this episode. I like Karen today. Uh, I liked her in the last one as well. Um, she sitting having a coffee. She's double denim in this episode all the way. Um, she rocks that double denim as well. She rocks, rocks it, it to its core. 
Absolutely. She's rocking that double denim. Till the wheels fall off. (laughs) Uh, She's sitting doing some work, which is cool. She's just getting through some stuff and coffee gets put in front of her and Andy brings her a coffee and he's like, well, you know, you bring, you give me loads of free coffee. I thought I'd bring you one. And it's kind of that awkward chat again, isn't it? Of, you know, why are you kind of pursuing me? And this is a bit strange. Do you do this with all your students? And he's like, nah, most of them are like, 18 year olds <laughs> you're fair game <laughs> he's <laughs> ways up never down Carrie. <laughs> ways up never down <laughs> he do you know what um what i like about him about the actor his delivery he does like broken sort of like broken english really well i'm not i'm not phrasing that right but as in he breaks his lines up really well like this is probably like a you know, an acting technique, but it sounds conversational. Like he puts like the erms and butts and whatever all in like the right place. Like it sounds very natural. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's going to be on the page, isn't it? Written exactly how it needs to be said. And he's throwing in his own pointers and, and bits like that. The, the bits that make the character real, which is really good and make make the acting yeah. really, really solid as well. Yeah, like he's really watchable and when he's on screen it's like oh it's really natural like i believe him to be that character um not to say that i don't believe other people to be their characters but it just feels like oh it seems like a good good casting choice um and he says about going to watch the meteor shower as well um at his house right or from his front yard yes or backyard or one of the two yeah one of his yards um should we jump to that? Oh, he yeah. says it'll be great to meet Lucas, meet the little guy. Yeah, that's, bring that's, it along. It's short notice, you know. Yeah, that's that's such a such a great line. Um, and she's like, "Oh no, you're, you you know don't need to worry about that." <laughs> um, and then they're walking through. They're walking. It's kind of like they're walking through like an orchard, isn't it? It's quite a nice, uh, um, you know, field essentially with lots of lovely trees and. Uh, he's like, she's like, oh, I thought we were going to your yard. And he's like, well, this, this is my yard, really. Yeah. Like my house, my house is half a mile over there. And she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I got me a winner. <laughs> <laughs> Lucas, get the car. We're eating steak tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Yabba dabba do, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, mama don't gotta wear no double denim no more. <laughs> oh, God. oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they have this nice table set out <laughs> by, like, this massive... Was it by a pond? Like, lake? Yeah, it's very notebook. Lake? Very notebook-like. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Lake, pond, yeah, one of the two. Large pond. Yeah, body and water. It was very nicely set out and romantic. And she holds his hand. Like later on, mm. when the when the meet show is starting, she reaches over and holds his hand. Uh, so she she kind of makes that move, which is you know I think that's nice. I think it's good. These people are moving on. I feel a bit sorry for Larry, but you know whatever. Um, and no, <laughs> not a fan of Larry. Fuck you, Larry. Fuck you, Larry. <laughs> Back like on your it. boat. Yeah, back on your boat. Paint, paint is be- better with you in the episode, but hey, 
whatever. We don't need you around. Bring on Kevin Kilner. That's what yeah. I say. <laughs> um, and it was nice. I thought their their episode was nice. I do have one question: Is there a mistake in his line when they're walking up to say? the table? He says, uh, "Did you know that there's a One Tree Hill in Auckland? Mm. Is that is that a, a known error?" That's true. No, no, there actually is a place in Auckland in in New Zealand that is called One Tree Hill. Do you oh, mean okay. because he should have said Tree Hill? Tree Hill, yeah. I, I assume think the there's... place is called Tree Hill, and it's called One Tree Hill for the the show. The place isn't actually called One Tree Hill; it's called Tree Hill. No, no, I think there's a place in New Zealand that is called One Tree Hill, and so right. I guess I think he's saying in the show. Do you know that there is a One Tree Hill in in Australia? In, Jesus Christ! I keep doing that. I meant to say Auckland in New Zealand. Uh, that is called One Tree Hill, but this is called Tree Hill. Because I thought that. I was like, why wouldn't you just say Tree Hill? But I think it's called One Tree Hill. Okay, all right. I wasn't sure if it was a a mistake or not, but cool. All right. Uh, And then, yeah, then uh, they had the nice handy-holdy moment and Karen goes home and gets in trouble with Lucas and they both get grounded. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which is great. Uh, I've just brought it up. It's called One Tree Hill... Uh, is a 182-metre volcanic peak in Auckland, New Zealand. It is an important memorial place for both uh, Maori and other New Zealanders. The suburb around the base of the hill is also called One Tree Hill. So there is actually a place. And so what he said was completely accurate. Okay, cool. Okay, that's good to know. Um... And he explained that he is um, Kiwi and that he's from New Zealand, which you know you had sort of asked in the previous episode if that ever gets mentioned. Uh, I'm going to ask him tomorrow um, if that was. I'm assuming they just wrote that in because they cast him. You know that that like the character. Like my question is going to be: Was the character ever supposed? You know, did they want someone that? Um, you know, was not American, or was it just that they were casting people and he's not American? Like, you know, can you um, can you ask him a question from me? Of course. Um, what was was her hands smooth? Are they soft hands, or um, I'm kind of so my my perception is Moira Kelly's probably got very nice hands, but Karen as a character should have loads of burns, maybe some calluses on there, calluses, from like chopping yeah. onions and carrots and shit, uh-huh. um, and like her time in Italy, <laughs> flipping flipping pizzas in the air. She's she's gonna have problems with her hands. Someone yeah. she can pick up plates and not feel that they're boiling. You uh-huh. know, she's got asbestos fingers. They're gonna be rough. And I want to know. Asbestos fingers. Yeah. So are you saying that if Moira Kelly was method enough, she would take <laughs> her lovely hands and just batter them just before every Just destroy them to be Karen. Yeah. She, she, <laughs> she, puts, she puts her hand on Kieran's hand, the actor playing Andy, and he's just like, Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, get off me. What is that? Is that like, a crow's foot? What the fuck? <laughs> it's like Deadpool's hand has touched me. Like, <laughs> Yeah, uh, that, so that's that's one thing I'd like you to bring up with him, and um, that's going to that. be incredibly difficult to just bring do it. up without do context it. of that little joke that we've just made, and for him play to him think that the joke, <laughs> the audio, 
Just say, so So Moira Kelly is playing someone who runs a cafe and a business and has run it for a certain number of years. And you would expect her to have be able to pick up plates without feeling the temperature anymore. It's what uh-huh. happens. This happens to people that, that work in this industry. And, you know, she's, you know, handy with a knife now, but she might not have been and would have some scars and marks from, from you know, previous damage that she's done to herself and chops and things she's the sort of person that would cut the end of a thumb off and not notice that's kind of how i'm how i'm feeling about karen at the moment and i want to know if moira kelly went to that extent she comes into set missing a thumb look (laughs) it's a character choice okay i've I've dug deep into yeah moira i think you're gonna have to go home for a couple of weeks i think you need a break this is too much oh karen's in italy again (laughs) (laughs) oh boy i do you know unfortunately like the way my mind works is i'd probably feel guilty if i don't ask that question now because i'd be like dom asked me to ask i don't want to disrespect dom he's already not here for this interview so i just have to they'll probably come out wrong i'll just be like so um so kieran uh moira kelly's got fucked up hands yeah because <laughs> <laughs> of the plates you know because she had to pick up a plate or something or oh Makes... god if it comes out wrong and you feel like that the whole interview in general is just going uh, south just go yabba dabba do biatch and just leave the call <laughs> <laughs> oh dear uh, good times totally good worth times. it <laughs> okay. okay so does that kind of wrap up karen and andy then and where do you think they're gonna go i actually i actually see this relationship lasting i i i, I don't see anna and lucas lasting i don't see keith and Jules lasting but I see Karen and Andy lasting I'm not sure how long I think I think this is a she needs to get the new business up and running and she's gonna go through this oh professor student awkwardness but actually she'll eventually get over that or maybe transfer to another class make it more comfortable and they'll they'll have a relationship I think their relationship will last I think I think we've got a good couple of seasons out of Andy oh that's he good. seems to be settling in too well and, and too much of a good character to write off in the next few episodes. So I think he's he's in it for a while. He's going to last. And he's a good actor. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can you can tell him I've said that. I've I've had like three episodes of experience with this guy, and I'm like, yeah, I'm um I think I want him like all in. If he made it to the end, that'd be brilliant. I'm not I'm not sure if he will, but um he's definitely got he's definitely signing a contract for three seasons. He's definitely like he's got that paperwork. It's in his hand. He's ready to go. <laughs> okay, excellent. Just can we just write into my contract? Uh, no hand holding. Is that possible? <laughs> just, it's 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 very awkward and uncomfortable for me because <laughs> she is just just basically she's she's got Keith's mechanic hands on a tiny woman. It's very scary. <laughs> uh, I uh, I clocked her hands and. Uh... <laughs> It's uh, I'd I'd rather she wore a glove. <laughs> it's Can either we... she wears a glove or I wear a blindfold. <laughs> Can we? Oh God! Can we fill that glove with Vaseline? Is that possible? Can we make that happen? 
<laughs> some sort of moisturizing cream. Yeah, just to just Karen, you go. Oh, sorry, Moira. You need to stop being so method and fix your hands because that is fucked up. <laughs> I know you was in the Lion King where it looks like a lion's mauled your hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nala's got claws. <laughs> oh dear. Uh. Good times. Poor okay. Moira Kelly and her lovely hands. They're I'm so sure. we know they're so lovely and soft and delicate and yeah. You're just saying that in case we have her on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I so when I put out today's episode, um well they come out at one minute past midnight, which um Marine has managed to work out. I think in Canadian time difference, they come out late on like on like a late Monday afternoon. She oh, right. knows when they're coming out, so she's messaging me like, "Oh, it's coming! There it is! Here it is!" <laughs> I love it. Um, but uh, I put out a thing with Felix. Um, I think I showed you. I used the screenshot with the subtitles of him talking to Mouth and him being like, "Don't be selfish, Mouth," you know. Um, and I put in the tag. I was like to Michael Coppin, who plays Felix. I was like, "Hey." Uh, we'd love to discuss this stuff on the podcast. You know, this is an open invitation. Um, and then, and then below, I put Felix is definitely in the UK. We would say Felix is Marmite, and I ha- tagged in Marmite. You either love it or hate it. And then below, all of the comments were people being like, "I fucking hate Felix," <laughs> <laughs> like, and like loads of people put like. Like Lex just put in emojis of like someone being sick and stuff. <laughs> like, if if he is to somehow see this post and think, oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah, maybe I'll go on the podcast. Let me see what people are saying. And it's just all this oh, no. like, people hating him. So yeah, uh, he's going. What what the hell is Marmite? We have to. It's like black yeasty tar. It's like... <laughs> When people throw it on toast, they love it. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? You've described me as black, nasty tar shit. What the hell's wrong with you people? I, I had it like 20 minutes before we came on to record. It's the oh, best. Nice. I can still taste it. <laughs> That's how long it lasts. It's been an hour and a half. <laughs> I think that if uh, Andy was to kiss uh, Moira Kelly's hand, it'd be like, oh, my might. <laughs> <laughs> Karen's Mar- hand. Sorry, Mar- let's differentiate. Yeah. Karen's, Karen's hand, hand is Marmite. Moira yeah. Kelly's hand is roses. Marmite and Vaseline. <laughs> what a combination. Fill up that glove. <laughs> I, I was drunk once and put um, and put bananas, chopped bananas on top of Marmite on toast. Because I thought that would be good. And I actually, I stand by it. It was all right. Oh, wow. That's cool. You know. Should we should we go into Felix now? Is that a good place yeah. to go? Seeing as we've Let's. you know battered him and you know <laughs> the last sort of two minutes. So I actually Wait. quite liked him in this episode. Uh, periods I liked him. Periods I didn't. It was like you know how we said or you said we both said um, that episode four when he came in it was like oh he's shaking things up. This is is quite interesting. And then the dare night was like. Well, I like that he's done this dare night because that's cool in terms of we got that cool episode out of it. But Nat, but then he was being really like creepy and douchey with the whole friends with benefits stuff. And then in this episode, there was kind of bits of both. There was like moments where I was like, oh, 
I think he's all right. He's being all right, especially when Brooke was like treating him like garbage at one point. Um, it's like, oh, he's all right. And then there's other moments where it's like, no, you're a douchebag. I mean, what, where did you make of it? I started off thinking he's a bit of a weirdo, a bit of a tosser. And he was sort of turning a bit of a tosser. And he's turning around, like, looking at um, Brooke when they're in their lesson and stuff like that. And it's just like... Creepy, staring at her. Why is the teacher not saying, young man, can you face the front, please? You know, just, you've, I know you've just come to this school but you need to pay attention <laughs> it looked like if you if the camera panned down he would just in his hands like, <laughs> <laughs> like jesus man um, the, a class they can the see people. you <laughs> yeah. they can see you yeah not invisible yabba dabba do <laughs> <laughs> oh he, we call that doing a bam bam <laughs> oh god Oh, oh, who was on the shirt? <laughs> who was on a t-shirt? That's who was on a t-shirt, was it? Oh god! Wilma. <laughs> oh, welcome yeah. to this Flintstones podcast. <laughs> I love the Flintstones. Yeah, sorry, go on. Um, yeah, I, it was really awkward that he's sitting there watching her, isn't he? Uh, she opens a textbook and finds a picture of her and Lucas. And mm. Lucas does the same thing, doesn't he? Yeah, but it's a picture of him and Anna. Yeah, so there's that kind of symmetry. weird symmetry there, isn't there? And uh, it's the first time we ever actually see them in a lesson. I was like, <laughs> like proper, proper in a lesson without punching each other in the face. So the last time that happened, Lucas mounted Nathan, basically. Um... <laughs> so it's nice to see them actually learning, which is good. <laughs> When when he when when Lucas walked out of the lesson, I thought, "Why are you in school? You're like 25." <laughs> Get a job. <laughs> Stop being like Keith and hanging around these kids with booze. <laughs> hey, boozy. Hey, boozy. Um, yeah, Felix has a strange path in this episode. So right at the beginning, he's all over Brooke watching her. She decides that she's she will cover Brooke off as well. Why not? Um, She's talking to Peyton and decides that she's like bored and horny, and it's just poor and horny, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and, and and Peyton was saying, "Well, boys aren't going to mind about the poor part, just the horny part." Yeah, and I know uh, that, how I felt about that. That was cringe fest for me. That was kind of a, yeah, and it was a bit like, "What? What are you saying?" Like, no, didn't like it. It was weird. Didn't Did, like I, it, Peyton. Yeah. It was all very strange, you know, because she and had... She did... Go on. Sorry, I was going to say, she did the delivery thing again as well. You know, where it's like the sort of the high-pitched thing of, well, they're not going to mind about that as long as, you know, they're only going to care about the horny part. But high-pitched, I didn't do an impression, I don't know. But you, <laughs> do, you, do, you know, do you know what I mean? I get what you mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then she ends up, like slamming Felix into a like stationary cupboard or cleaner's cupboard or whatever and it's just like okay we're good friends with benefits but this is going to be on my terms and you know there's no strings attached no emotional attachment this this is exactly what's going to happen it's purely physical and then it happens in a cupboard and you're just like let's take a very strange turn for 17 year olds do you know what I mean yeah 
Yes, it did. And I, I, I really didn't enjoy uh, Brooke or Felix's storyline in this episode. Really didn't enjoy it. I know she's going through a lot, and that's, she, we're going through the motions of her having to stel- sell stuff so they can keep the house and things like that. I, I didn't like her in this episode. It's the third episode I've not liked her. Yeah, 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 I agree. I agree. I mean, if we just move forward, then she's doing a yard sale because um, of all the parents' stuff. The size of her house is ridiculous. It's insane. Insane. Like, crazy. That is crazy. Like, I, think, I was thinking, <clears throat> if that's just Brooke's house, how big is Andy's house? Yeah, <laughs> which, which was a half a mile away. <laughs> but uh, so she's having to sell these things. Um, Mouth is there and buys the picture frame. <laughs> With a picture in it. <laughs> That's a bit creepy, but funny. So funny. So as you know, Dom, uh, listeners um, message in all of the time, which we love. It's one of the, the main parts of doing this podcast is to have that interaction Someone pointed out about Mouth and said um, that Mark Schwann had said that he wrote himself in to One Tree Hill in the form of Mouth. And then because of, and I didn't know this, and then because of that, um, some listeners were saying that they find find it a bit more difficult with Mouth now, especially when he's doing things like like that you know they're a bit more like i mean maybe people are reading into it now because they they have that knowledge um which is difficult for me because mouth is one of my favorite characters um mouth mouth and lucas the two my two probably favorite characters um and dan and keith and many others but are ones that come under fire a lot i mean what what do you make how do you react to that it's it's difficult for me to to kind of make a comment on it because i i know you know you've told me the extent of what uh mark Schwann has done um and it's horrendous and i'm glad that he is like a nobody now and should be in prison um and agreed it's it's hard it's going to be hard for people to say to, to now like mouth isn't it you know people who have liked him for a long time and i mean you're someone who loves mouth you really like lee norris so it's nothing to do with lee norris but um I can't help but feel that he wrote the character of Mouth or his base Mouth on him from when he was a kid. Mm. So he grew into and became this predatory piece of shit whilst mm-hmm. making these programs. Mm. So with Mouth the, was, with the power and everything that came yeah. with it. So Mouth already existed. Mouth is like the past him before that. Before yeah, before he became this controlling. I have this power, I can do what I want and I can make you do what I want or I'll fire you that isn't included in the mouth writing saga because he's he's using his past self as mouth if that makes does that make any sense? Yeah, that's really good. I agree. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it as well because that can then differentiate it. Um because and because mouth does come across as a bit more it's not like that he's immature or anything like that, but a bit more like a child. He's, he's less developed than the rest, shall we say. Yeah, exactly. He's not having sex in, like, closets at school and stuff or doing lines of cocaine with band managers and things, you know. Um, yeah, so I think that's a good way of putting it. Hmm. 
Yeah, hopefully it won't I... detract anything from the character, and, and especially if not for yourself, because I know you like, <gasps> sorry, you like the character um, so much, but mm. only time will tell, you know, there might be something in there in season seven that we think that that's a bit awkward, you know, is that, is that, is that Mark Schwann coming through? We're not, we're not sure. I'll, I'll have to wait and see, but I, I can't help but feel we need to, you know, stay true to that and make sure that we, we watch out for that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Agreed. Good point. <clears throat> um, so yeah, so Mal gets a picture frame. Uh, Brooke has to sell the dollhouse, and then it looked to me like the dollhouse was an exact, was like a hand built replica of her actual house, right? I thought that as well. I thought it looked exactly the same because it you had the house, and then the camera kind of lifted, and you see the the real house behind it. And I thought that was quite a cool shot when, when that happened, um, when she's having the sale and. She's the only one there, though. We don't. We still don't see any parents. She's the only one dealing with it. And I can't remember if she mm. says she has siblings or not. I'm assuming not. I don't think so. I think she's only child, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, um, I always, as someone that's into props, like in prop collecting and things, um, I, I was instantly thinking what happened to that dollhouse now that's not something that i would that i would want um but i i often think so someone with you know a prop designer or set decorator or whoever went to the trouble of creating that you know mm. building that to be you know like the house and whatever um where is it now yeah like this kind, in... kind of doll's house hunt find that doll's house <laughs> Well, I told you, didn't I, that at the end of the run of the show in Wilmington, in Wilmington, they did an auction where the public can go and you could just, um, you could, or maybe not even an auction, you could just go and buy all of this stuff. And now this is like where the gym bags I got, people pick them up from there, um, and like all of the things, like even things that you wouldn't even think of, like you know. I don't know, like a vase or pots and pans or a table or something from Karen's house, like they, um. They did the same with the office, with the American office, and uh, you could buy the desks. Like you could oh, buy wow. Kevin's desk, or like Stanley's desk. Um, I'd only want Creed's desk <laughs> with with his with his nuts. His oh no, mung beans <laughs> yeah. out of the drawer. Yeah. Uh, so someone tries to buy the dollhouse, and she's like, "Oh no, that's not for sale." Why did you put it out there then, Brooke? I'm guessing mother father has put it out there because it's always got a price tag on it it says 150 and she's like more like 450 and the woman writes out a check for 450 she just got like 450 dollars straight away but okay great she said she should have said it was missing a zero yeah yeah definitely and then gone go, go always up never down <laughs> always up never down um Haley and Nathan are just walking past and I like the bit where Brooke's like, Oh well, I'd rather you get my clothes than anyone else and then uh, Haley's like, Okay, I'll go have a look around <laughs> Just goes off like, Yeah, okay, great. See what you got. I've all I've been looking at your clothes for a while. It's great. Um, <laughs> I've seen the way Nathan looks at you. I I, I want him to look at me like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Could you imagine? Well, uh, and then uh, Felix comes over and he's trying to initiate um, an event, you could say. And she says that the rules are that I I say, I initiate these things. 
And then I think someone buys something else of hers or something like that. And then she's like, right, my bedroom, five minutes. Yeah. And it's a bit... Again, it's it's just those awkward moments. It's, it's moments like that that make me think, oh, it's just a bit... It's a bit cringy, isn't it? It's still cringy and a bit weird. But, you know, okay, fair enough. He's He's a teenager. She's a teenager. They have desires and needs, so... Okay, fine. You can you can kind of look past it, can't you? The the moment yeah. in the school was was I thought that was pretty dreadful, but you know, moment like here, okay, fine. You can look past it. It's not an issue. I leave mouth it... in charge of the stall, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the 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 issue with it is that she's doing it out of negative emotion. Like she's doing it cuz she's upset. Oh, this is going to make me feel better. Or this is going to make me feel something different than yeah. how I'm feeling. Feeling upset that my parents are broke or that I'm having to sell my possessions. Oh, you know, this will take me away from that for a moment. But then after it's happened, she just treats him like garbage. And he actually says, well, look, it's meant to be friends with benefits. Like, you know, we can be friends. And she's like, no, it's just benefits for me. That's like, why what, is she treating him so badly? Yeah, that's what made the change in the episode for for me f- from uh, really disliking Felix to thinking oh, I feel a bit sorry for him now. Just feel sorry for him because actually he, even though he's a slimy creep, you know, to begin with, and he thinks he's God's gift and he can get what he wants. He he was right; he got what he wanted, but is then at least reaching out a little bit to try and be friendly about it and you know use the friend's word and try and be you know a bit chatty and kind of work out what the issues are and see if he can help but she just cuts him down and that's i suppose maybe a defense thing get, got to get rid of him no i don't want anything to do with you get out of my get out of my house and it was really really harsh like quite unnecessarily harsh as well that this is what really made me not like brooke mm yeah yeah, and I agree. Because, I mean, even if you look back into Felix, he hasn't been mean to anyone. Like we said, he probably would be friends with Lucas if, and he's, like, friendly with Mouth. And he's kind of just like, well, I think he's a friendly guy, but he is also slimy and douchey. I agree. <laughs> so, but, yeah. Uh, as we're getting up to the... Let's move on to, like, the end of Felix's path. He sees Lucas drop off Anna sees them kiss in the car and then confronts Anna when she gets in the house. And she's like, oh, you've been watching me. You, you know, you weirdo. And he's like, I can't really remember what he's... Well, I, can't really, I can't really remember what he says here, but... I don't think that was a... I think you're you, paraphrasing. You, but... you, you're weirdo. <laughs> but he's not happy about the the Lucas thing. No, he's and he's saying that uh, he's a bad guy. Like he uh, cheated on uh, Brooke with Peyton, and he'll do the same to you. Guys like that don't change. He's bad news. And Anne is saying, "Yeah, okay, he made some mistakes. He's told me about that. He's work. He's trying to be a better guy, and I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Um, I hope you will too. Face something like that. Um, yeah." And then he goes outside to look at the meteor shower and he sees Brooke and she's kind of like, he can see that she's upset. And that's kind of it, isn't it? Sitting on their doorsteps. Of their giant houses. Of their giant, giant houses, yeah. Uh, and then just to cover off Brooke at the end, um, Mouth rebuys the doll's house for her. 
and yeah, says, "Yeah, he does." I I got you this. So in fact, I tracked down the lady from the check, and here it is. And he he rebought it for her, and he gets a a hug out of it. I mean, there is actually a friend who should get some benefits. <laughs> <laughs> that might slightly be prostitution. Like, hey, here's this dollhouse. It wasn't free. You want it back? Well, <laughs> you gotta oh. earn it. <laughs> oh God, oh, Jesus! I think we've gone full, full pretty, pretty woman there. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so no kissing on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, would would um, that's a beautiful moment for mouth. That's the reason that we like mouth, isn't it? Did you not like that joke? No kissing on the mouth. I got it. Yeah, pretty woman. Okay. And, and his no, name and is mouth. mouth. And his name is Mouth. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to bother anymore. Go on, carry on. <laughs> I, I really liked it. Okay. okay. <laughs> just oh, you could okay. just at the end you could just throw in a yabba dabba and uh, <laughs> no kissing on the mouth, yabba do bitch. <laughs> no, it was clever. You always throw in these clever ones. Don't think they're lost on me. They're not. They're not. <laughs> Come back to the screen. Come on. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a, a sweet moment for Mouth, right? Well, these are the reasons that we love him, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Predictions? Um, Felix is going to take issue with Lucas, and we'll probably do everything to sabotage him and Anna whilst trying to make something happen with Brooke. Um, maybe try and make Lucas look worse in front of Anna to Brooke somehow. I don't know. I, ju- I just can't see Felix letting that go and letting it slide. So he knows the history there. He knows that Brooke still has feelings for him and it's all very awkward. And he's going to... He's Felix is going to feel like he's a blocker and he needs to remove that blocker. Um, I kind of think Lucas will try and do the humble thing and, and stay out of it and keep away and just be like, look, I don't want any of that anymore. I'm trying to change. I'm trying to be a better person. So let's let's call it a day. Um, but we shall see. Brooke, um, I don't know. I, I can't... I think he might turn... I think Felix might turn around and say, uh, no, I wanted to be friends with benefits, not just this with benefits thing. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not down for that now. Um, and cut her supply off and make her feel a little bit like shit. <laughs> Her supply to his dick. Yeah, basically. Yeah, she's the one that's demanding it, isn't she? She's the one that says, oh, okay, now, 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 now. So it's on my terms, it's on my terms. And if he goes, no, actually, it's not on your terms. Find someone else. Then she'll be like, eh, really sad, like, miserable Brooke again. Mm. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Get off my um, dick! <laughs> <laughs> should, we, should we move over to, um, to Peyton? Yeah, let's cover off Peyton. We can probably cover Haley-ish within Peyton to a certain extent, but um, but Peyton goes to the record store, and we're introduced to a new character. We are the the punk guy hates emos. Did, did his name get revealed? I don't think it did. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I don't think it did, but I'm gonna tell you his name because not that it's a spoiler; it's his name. But because also it will make it easier for people listening to keep track of who we're talking about. So his name is Chris Keller. Okay, Chris. Hi, Chris. 
Chris. <laughs> yeah. So she meets Chris in the record store. What happens and what do you think about it? Um, it, it was very strange, wasn't it? It was all, quite an awkward moment. Uh, he's someone that I would take an instant disliking to if if I'd met <laughs> them in real life. Because it's someone who's just like, he thinks he knows better. He's just judging what you like rather than, you know, paying attention and listening to your view. Um, he He can like whatever he wants to like and not like whatever I like, but not have to be a dickhead about it. Um, which is exactly what he was and it, it just feel, felt like he was just being a problem the whole way through but probably because he fancies Peyton Ooh, I I find him quite funny I I found him well he was amusing with sure. it he was he was amusing with it but it was just that I, if I if I had met this person in real life I would be like no you're a twat we're not going to get on yeah same <laughs> I would feel the same way definitely but he um I like the bit when she's like well, it's not very punk to be doing inventory at seven in the morning. And he's like, I never went to sleep. <laughs> I haven't slept. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Any zinger to Peyton is welcomed on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I was like, I, can I put my poster up? And he was like, if you take up your shirt. <laughs> and yeah. she was like, excuse me? And it was like, because it says, e- like, be more emo on it or something like that. And he completely yeah, find, finding emo. Like oh, that's finding right. Nemo, finding that, make, emo. that makes more sense than what I said. <laughs> be more emo. <laughs> Just is what it is. What, mate? Says... Gonna be more emo. <laughs> Your mug. Your mug. <laughs> well, plus, um, I, I'm a bit dense when it comes to music, really, that I don't know about. <laughs> like, is... Can you give me an example of like a punk song and an example of an emo song that I would know of both? Uh, okay. Anything by Evanescence. <laughs> Which well, one's that emo? I would say emo. Yeah. The and only it... one I know is that. Don't break out. Yeah, that one. That'll do. Yeah. That's emo. Yeah. Sure. So it's kind of rocky, but like... It's kind of rock. Emotion. It's emotional rock, isn't it? Is that what they... That's the emo stands for emotional. I believe so, yes. I like emotional music, though. Okay. Like, so maybe I'd like it. And punk. Uh, probably. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> right up your alley. <laughs> I just never knew. I'm an emo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, punk is uh, what would be a good punk song? Do you know anything? Uh, you know, whenever you go to uh, like West Ham and they play London's Calling, yeah, before the game yeah. starts, dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun. That's, that's punk. Yeah, that's so anything, not me. any anything by the Clash is punk, you know, or your sex, you, you, anything by the Sex Pistols. You have to go and listen yeah. to the Sex Pistols after this. And none of that's me. Is that yeah. you? I would I would pick that over any emo stuff. But would you pick it over like Meatloaf? Nah. <laughs> you you got to go for those rock ballads, haven't you? And smash that out in the car, driving at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Okay, and but then also the... And it's back to a Peyton line from 
episode eight, I think it is, isn't it? The Gabe episode, when she says that she's into the music, not the uniform, in like the way of dressing. Because is is it the emo people dress? Is that like with like sort of how? What is that? Uh, I think uh, the stereotype is um, like dark clothes, baggy clothes. You know, everything's just dark and a bit a bit drab, bit gothic like. Basic, basically, your brother in two thousand and two. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> like his trousers were so big, he was like running under there, but they weren't really moving. <laughs> yeah, like a hoverboard. Yeah. <laughs> but is it's would he be offended if uh, if if you said that he dressed like an emo? Uh, he will never listen. So my brother dressed like an emo. Now he Perfect. dresses like a hipster. So there you go. Okay, so is that is it skinny jeans now? Uh, it's like I don't want to offend anyone, but if if you could dress a vegan, that's my brother now. I was. <laughs> 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 I wasn't expecting that, <laughs> but I instantly knew what you meant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. I'm vegetarian and have been like properly vegetarian for about eleven years now, um, and you, I've considered being vegan. But you, I don't you dress think I can like do a it. you dress like a gangster though, so you don't need to worry about that. About the <laughs> they're dressing like a vegan. <laughs> I snorted. <laughs> I've said before, it's really unfortunate that your laugh is really perfect. Like it's very audible and it's like infectious. Like when you laugh, it makes other people want to laugh when i really laugh i make no noise like it's like my face scrunches up but no sound comes out. like i can't breathe so which is not good for podcasts so it probably just sounds like just sign it well how, how would you describe your dress how i dress yeah no i'm not wearing a dress <laughs> how would you describe your dress well it's prada <laughs> somewhere babbling in a dress yeah <laughs> that will be me one day eventually um because you only wear dark colors apart from today but i, te- you, I so tend you... to wear darker colors yeah i'm fairly i'm just fairly casual i'm just a jeans just normal standard jeans and a t-shirt with a hoodie kind of guy internal emo like your emo on the inside, sometimes sure. it comes out a little bit, <laughs> and then you slash casual citizen. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Excellent, excellent. Okay, so wait, what does what does a punk dress like? Um, I suppose I don't know really. <laughs> Leather trousers. And a belt with spikes on it. (laughs) And no no (laughs) t-shirt. Okay. No shirts at all. That makes sense. Good. Okay. Um, (laughs) 
That's fashion. I actually went <laughs> One Tree Hill fashion, right? <laughs> that's our that's our fashion corner. I I actually pretty I I have like a uniform. My wife says like um of clothing, like it's all just the same. I have like a white hoodie or white t shirt, and then I have like so I guess they're skinny jeans, like skinny Levi's and trainers. That's pretty much it. It's kind of the same thing every day. It's like um, is it like uh. Is it Arthur or Doug, one of them, in their cartoon in the wardrobe? They open their wardrobe and it's just all the same clothes. <laughs> um, so, okay. So, so Peyton meets him. Uh, interesting little uh, interaction. And then she's doing, like, the open mic night stuff um, or the, um, the all-ages stuff with Hayley. And they're auditioning people. And... Uh, there's like some terrible people that come through, and then uh, and then Chris Keller comes in to like deliver some CDs or something. I'm guessing. Yeah, and, he, uh, and he then... drops off like a box of like records and stuff, doesn't he? At, at the side, and she's like, "I'll just leave it there." And she's trying to play it, play it fairly cool with him, isn't she? Yeah, and simultaneously at this moment there nathan has sent through an mp3 of Haley singing mm. and they're playing that at the same time so chris is actually hearing that which is important um and but, but before we get to that i would feel a little bit i don't know how i'd feel about auditioning for teenagers like if i was one of the other people that had come through like as in the way they're sat there as well it's like aren't you like 16 (laughs) like should karen not be doing this i don't well karen's letting him letting her run it isn't she so she's got faith in her to to do a job and she knows what good sounds like so she's just gonna keep going and until she finds it and if people are willing to do the audition then fine as that person's the one that says yes or no so that's impressed doesn't matter how old they are i suppose that's true that's true yeah age is just a number that's completely right so uh he performs um so he in real life uh is like a like famous musician he Tyler looks Hilton. Oh, okay he looks really familiar really familiar i think he was successful before one tree hill uh with music you know like to a certain level and i think this probably pushed him even further i think he plays um i think he plays elvis in walk the line you know the Joaquin Phoenix movie. Yeah, where he's being Johnny Cash. Yeah, he's like in it for a second where he's like playing Elvis. And I think he's been in a few things like that. Okay. Um, he's got a really good voice. I've got some of his music um, on my phone. It's really good. And that's one of his songs in real life that he was performing, I think. Oh, okay. What did you think of his voice and of him? Yeah, it was a good voice, good song. Definitely, well, they wanted him to open the the night didn't they and yeah why not he he seems really good seems keen and then he but he was very he had a lot of feedback didn't he for Haley, and said mm. like you've done that in that key which is you know normally a, a lame key or whatever but no you, you did it okay so fair enough and then he just kind of leaves like oh okay bye and then but peyton is like you need to open the show to Haley. you need to open the night and and be the first one up there and she's like no no that guy that guy that guy so it's, uh, it's a bit of an awkward one as well, really, isn't it? But because she, you can tell Peyton really doesn't want to pick him because he has such different music views to her, 
where actually mm-hmm. she secretly does want to pick him because one he's a great singer and two she's falling in love with him and uh, <laughs> but she's just like Haley is also very very good singer and like musically very talented and says um oh you should definitely open it because whatever and she's like no way that guy should do it and i think she's very humble as well which is good hmm. yeah definitely yeah she is she's playing she's very humble um and then towards the end um cocaine man comes back and he's just like oh well i'm managing bands you're managing this i guess uh we're gonna work like and play together then and it's like work and party together and kind of looks her up and down that was that was mark schwann if anything <laughs> that guy yeah, yeah that guy that guy can mm. fuck off amen so i mean we might not particularly fuck you like, band man we might not particularly like peyton but we're gonna protect her of course, by all means necessary, so any fucking, means necessary. Absolutely. Yes, right. We'll we'll roundhouse kick that band manager in the face. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, totally. That guy is uh, venom and toxic, and I hate him. So. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Is that pretty much it for Peyton? Uh, yeah, and pretty much Haley. Other than the Haley has the moment with nathan where nathan says oh i didn't get in and it's a bit sad and she's like oh it's okay you know maybe next time kind of thing but actually um it's because he wants to use any money that they've got and the summer that they're gonna have together to to push her music rather than it all being about nathan which is a really lovely moment yeah really Really nice he's saying he doesn't want to spend three months away from her yeah are we covering nathan separately or do we want to cover him i think we can cover him now yeah yeah. Like, so just just to say about Peyton, Peyton will, is still heading that trajectory, of falling into a world of basically being a drug dealer. Yeah. And whether she ends up on drugs or not, I'm not sure. But Haley is also still in line, in my view, of falling into that world as well and somehow being mixed up in drugs. It's okay. horrible to say, but she's still in line. They're still in line for that. That's going to okay. happen, especially with that fucking prick turning up like, oh we can party together scum <laughs> amen <sighs> okay amen. <laughs> so nathan <laughs> Nate, i actually really 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 like nathan <clears throat> in this episode and i decided that he is my favorite character whoa this made me go show. this made me go that he's my favorite character i've now really decided that i really <clears throat> like him and as much as he was a bit of a douchebag at the beginning he's actually his growth and his change in the way he is and the way he's performed, the way he's acting, the way he comes out and everything that he says and everything he said in this episode. He's funny and he's smart and he's athletic. He's just fun. Uh, he takes the piss out of Tim. He has a good relationship with Lucas now. But you see the struggle still within him and you see... Uh, I think he's my favourite character. Yeah. I like I, him. I can't, I can't disagree. I, I love yeah. him also for all of those same reasons. And, and uh, he's just yeah. his, his whole line and his, his demeanor of, of actually, I, I don't want to spend three months away from her. And it, it's not about mm-hmm. me anymore. And I want her to push her side of things. And I can get into college other ways and so on and so forth. But she needs to do this and pursue this. And I want to do this for her. And that's such mm. a nice sentiment. And it's so different. And, um, one thing that you know we could talk about and that would be interesting would be the the difference in relationships with different people. Funny enough, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I've been watching Parks and Recreation 
which I I, mm-hmm. I, I have to say, um, season two, episode five was the first time I laughed. It's the first time that episode that that program made me made me laugh, uh, and I'm yet to laugh since. So th- that episode of Parks and Recreation is pretty much the only one that has made me laugh. Um, so yeah, a big fan of The Office, not Parks and Rec. But mm-hmm. there's uh, funny enough, there's a moment in it where there's a character. So Chris Pratt's character is going out with um, Anne, is it the nurse? Yeah, Ta- Tashida. Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones. Yeah. yeah. So they're they're in a relationship, and he's pretty much useless and. You know, he's an idiot. And then he starts to like another girl and changes and is now suddenly like buys her gifts and is, you know, really kind and thoughtful and generous and and has completely changed. And funny enough, I thought immediately about Nathan and his path and, and that he is now that and that it is possible for people to change based on their relationship and become who they want to be. You, you mm. know, and who they feel like they should be rather than who they were. And that's so, it's so nice that Nathan's become that. And as I was watching the episode, I couldn't help but think, he's my favourite. I, I I like him when he's on. I, I'm happy. It's, it's good. It's a good <laughs> feeling when he's on the screen. What about, what about yeah. you? Sorry, I, 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 I took over you a little bit there and, and interrupted. No, but when when, he, when he's on screen and he's, and he's in this relationship, how are, are you feeling the same? Are you... Yeah, I love it for all the same reasons, and it is really nice to see him be. He's like becoming selfless, where he started as selfish, and um, yeah, it's great character progression. Um, yeah, he's he's always been one of my favorites. Even at the beginning, when he's a douchebag, he's one of my favorites because yeah. um, you know you need those characters, and because it's more real to life. Like we, no one is on. It's it's about balance, and no one's on a in the middle the whole time we all have moments of doing douchey things and and moments of doing awesome things and then moments are in the middle it's no there is no such thing as just walking down a straight path you know so and that's the human experience and 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 we hope that by the time we're you know it's like the sort of age we are now when you get through your 20s and you're in you know 30 you kind of know yourself and it's easier to be on you know a, a more balanced life but um and you know young people do these things and it's about learning and progressing so yeah no i love it um an important point as well he has a conversation with lucas about it and saying about how he wants Haley to have that feeling that they get of making like a game-winning shot and like having that um attention and having that gratification for her talent you know so i think again that's that's really good that's a good way um so that's nathan uh anything else to say on nathan no i think his trajectory trajectory will carry on hopefully the high flies thing will come into a bit more Haley will obviously find out um that he has kind of turned it down and rejected it but i think she's going to find out from dan i think uh so if we're going to jump onto dan now Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've got Dan and Deb to cover Deb is fairly standard she's looking after Dan he's on the exercise machine he's doing pretty well you know we're, we're going to do the test he's gone from looking like you know hot trash to being super fly in, in this one hasn't he he's in he great in a, shape he did that in a week how did he <laughs> how did he do that but yeah he's just yeah he's he's pretty buff isn't he buff there's a reason I had to get that jacket tailored <laughs> <laughs> he's hench um so 
but the the old Dan ways are starting to come out again, and uh, the the manipulation is is starting to happen. It's starting to be there. I'm almost starting to think that Jules is a plant from Dan. He's just paying paying Jules <laughs> to to go like to just be nasty to Keith and be like, <laughs> I paid her the whole time. Lol. <laughs> That would be insanity. That would be so shitty, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, so we have Dan on the exercise machine getting tested. Kind of says that the the guy, the physio, or whatever, or the the heart specialist, made him feel like crap, like great to crap in like seconds by talking about his career and stuff like that. And it's like, why are we living in the past? Kind of thing. Being a bit stroppy about it, and he wants to have nice moments with Deb because Deb is his partnership for the meteor shower um and he's like we could go to the beach house we could do this we could do that and it will be very lovely and very nice and they um their episode sort of progresses and deb is really uncomfortable with it and obviously wants to still you know sort of separate or divorce and like he tries to put his hand on her and moves he she moves away and it's all a bit awkward between them isn't it we find out that Dan is also the one that set up the High Flyers letter and and, mm-hmm. and was paying money to get him in it because he wants to separate Haley and Nathan. You, mm. you know, he's he's turned around and said it's going to be a natural course of them getting bored of each other once the honeymoon period kind of wears off. But actually, he's trying to drive that wedge in between them now. Go, let's give him a three-month gap and see which one of them messes up first and falters first but nathan is you know said no i, I don't want to be apart from her so i'm not going to go and dan finds out that information and he's like while he's watching him on the on the river court watching nathan on the river court so it comes back to his story with deb and it's like i'm trying to get back with my wife i want it to be really nice let's watch the meat shower be nice and romantic i'll get her drunk i'll take advantage it kind of feels oh, kind Jesus. of feels like that <laughs> but but deb can hold her liquor so it's fine <laughs> Well, and then the next morning, uh, well, oh. he says we we put an overnight. I put an overnight bag in There's the car one, just in case. One thing I really hate about programs like this, um, uh, programs and films in general, I really, really hate it, is when they go, "I made pancakes." I can fucking see that. I'm in front of you in the kitchen. I'm not stupid. I know what that is. You don't have to tell me what it is hate it it really does my head in happens all the time you watch a program and someone's making breakfast oh i made pancakes like i can see i'm not stupid what would have been sensible would be do you want a pancake would you like a pancake i've made ample i have ample supply i have 15 (laughs) for me and like three for you do you want one if not i'll quite happily have 18 he's bulking it's like when he had them two steaks back in the day (laughs) exactly Pre heart attack days. Steak. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> them two steaks. Well, um, so yeah, they stay the night, and um, he's making his pancakes, and he seems happy. He's like, "Oh, I'm getting everything back." And then Deb's like, "Look, I'm not having pancakes. I'm done. You know, you have recovered. I'm not into this." Phone rings. The doctor's saying, "Dan, you're in the clear. You can do more exercise. Basically, you know, you're good. Live your life." Not really, but, you know, saying, you know, you're all right. right. He says we'll take you to the next level of physical recovery. So it'll be, like, a bit more intense. But what does Dan do instead? Dan pulls a brook. I'm going to call it pulling a brook. He does the old, I've got my prop. Oh, really, Doctor? Okay, thank you for the information. (gasps) Look at Deb. 
looked lot longingly into her eyes. It looks like I'm going to need you for a little bit longer. And it's all bullshit. <laughs> Man- manipulation at its finest. It's crazy. Crazy. There you go. It's what happens. And that's kind of it for them. Is so what, what is what's your prediction for Dan and Deb? Uh she's going to feel obliged to support him a little bit longer considering she's the one that nearly let him die. Uh, and he um, is going to keep abusing it and he'll go to these sessions on his own now. He'll be like, no, no, it's okay. I'll I'll go on my own. I want to kind of talk to the doctor and this, that and the other. And we'll keep swaying it into a, I can't do this, I can't do that. Until one day she's going to like go and visit or turn up randomly and see that he's like going 800 miles an hour on a treadmill. Like, he's like proper going for it. Um, And she's going to be like, what the hell, you've lied to me all this time and it's just going to pull her further away from him in the long run. There we go. We will see. So if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, then please listen to this to find out about our Patreon and our bonus content. Hello and welcome to 1030 Productions. You just became a raven. All of our podcast episodes are free on all podcast platforms. But if you'd like to support us on our podcast journey, then we have free Patreon tiers with bonus content and ways to connect with us that we would love to share with you. All of our Patreon tiers include all of our podcasts. The first tier, Junior Varsity. I don't know, you'd be off somewhere babbling wearing a dress. You will receive one week early release on all episodes, as well as exclusive access to our One Tree Hill monthly bonus episodes, access to the Mighty 90s movie and TV podcast episodes, and a patron shout-out on the podcast. The second tier, Varsity. Look, I've got an opening in my lineup. Varsity. Chance of a lifetime. What do you say? All of the perks from Junior Varsity and join us live on a bonus episode to have your say and ask questions, as well as access to monthly Q&A video sessions and the final tier Hall of Fame when do you plan to start living if there's anyone out there that loves our work this much then we want to speak with you so you get all of the previous perks and we will invite you on to co-host an episode of the podcast with us we appreciate any level of support from you listening right now to any of our Patreon tiers we love doing this and we appreciate you all you can find the Patreon link in the description or at ravenshoops.net let's go let's go ravens on three so dom judgment time who was your favorite performer of this episode i know mine and i think i've already given mine away so i'd actually like to ask you first because i always get to get out all the the goodness and the the gubbins Mm. of of what i thought and felt about the character and actor so who is your favorite performer gubbins like that (laughs) um i'm gonna say chad michael murray I don't think you was expecting me to say it, but I'm going to. I thought I liked his interactions with Whitey. I thought they were really good. Um, yeah, I just thought he, he put a really good performance in. I'm assuming yours is going to be James Lafferty, am I right? For performance, it's James Lafferty, yes, definitely. Uh, tell, well, us, tell us why. Uh, I think he just did a, a fantastic job, and he's, his character has changed and developed so much. And we talk about how he wasn't, he he was picked to be in the show because he's great at basketball and you can see he's now becoming an actor. It's quite it's quite strange to be able to judge that and see that difference and he's obviously learning his craft and he's getting to a point now where he's comfortable with it 
um, kind of like us with podcasting. And yeah, <laughs> you can see that uh, coming through. And I, I, I really, really enjoyed watching him on screen in this episode in particular. Nice. Yeah, he was great. I agree. And your favorite character? This is actually a tough one. I think I am going to double up and say Nathan, but it was it's very close to being Lucas. I really enjoyed mm. like Lucas in this episode as well. So uh, I'll say a really big shout out to Lucas, but actually it's Nathan. And uh, I'm guessing you doubling up as well. I'm going to double up with Lucas, but I yes, but I am also honourable mention to Nathan, but also honourable mention to Mouth. Okay, fine. Because <laughs> he bought because he bought the dollhouse. It's just a nice um, thing. Yeah. Um, favorite line? Um, I, I I have one that we didn't mention. Actually, we didn't mention the bit where Karen and Lucas are sitting on the swing at the end, and she says, "I've I've met someone. I'm kind of seeing someone." Um, and, mm-hmm. and Lucas says, uh, "If he's younger than me, I'm not calling him dad." That was <laughs> yeah. that was a really funny moment. And there's also a really good moment uh, where Felix says, uh, "Half the kids in this town were conceived on first dates." So yeah, yeah, I think I'll go with Felix's line. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, I, I knew that you was gonna like that one. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with. Oh, there's a few. Um, oh, Jules said something like, uh, "Keith said, oh, I like your place," and. Jewel said, yeah, it's very 90s garage sale. <laughs> I, quite, <laughs> I quite like that. So I'm going to say that one. Okay, cool. Favorite favorite song? Uh, whatever the record store guy sang. I knew, yeah, that was mine as well. I'll go with that. There were, there were like three or four songs like throughout the episode and uh, I shazammed them because they're just sort of playing in the background or playing in the episode, but I didn't think to shazam him because he was a character that that's a bit strange but um he yeah i'll go with him he, he sang it really well nice um and favorite background performer uh, i've got to go with the girl that just sounded like a dolphin when she was auditioning <laughs> she's basically yeah. ma- making dolphin noises and they were like okay thanks very much <laughs> yeah that's mine also nice that's a good one um <laughs> Okay, and then last but not least, the precious, precious rating. Did you have a number as we were going through? I did. Did it increase, decrease during our conversation? It has increased. Oh, okay. Well, I think we're going to be on the same. Though I've been getting this wrong the last few. <sighs> okay, ready? I'm ready. One, two, three, seven. Eight. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> You was at a six. Yeah, when I watched the episode the first time, I, I thought I didn't think much of the episode at all as an episode. I really didn't think much of it. And then when I when right. I when I second watched it, I thought it's it's okay, it's all right. There's there's elements of it that are pretty good. Um, and then talking about it, actually, more of those came through and came forward, so it got upgraded to a seven. Do, do you do you see why the last episode was a ten? I, I, I can, that I can see with a twenty-minute conversation about debating <laughs> that on the last. One. I can see why the previous episodes have been so much regarded so much better 
At this point, we had to cut the conversation short uh, as I, unfortunately, I had to run off to uh, sort out some uh, some baby things. So, unfortunately, the debate just got cut off. Um, and when I had to leave, I just decided we're calling it a seven. So, this, this episode was classified as a seven. Um, Dom didn't even get to continue with his argument about it being a six. So, uh, sorry, Dom, but we called this one a seven. And uh, yeah, apologies that you know you didn't get the usual 10, 15, 20 minute uh, debate slash argument as to uh, what the rating is. Um, but yeah, for this one, we're calling it a seven. We're going to call this one a seven. Uh, check out everything on Patreon and Instagram. Ravens on three. One, two, three. Ravens! Ravens.